welcome to welcome to Morka Necro Podcast. <laughs> that one's too easy. It kind of is, huh? Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Dude, what time is it? <laughs> Apparently, it's time for more new cards, Andy. <laughs> Dude, it's time for more new cards. <laughs> Didn't we just do this? Yeah, I feel like we do more uh, review episodes than anything else. But hey, you know, new cards. We gotta check them out. We gotta yeah. see what they do. <sighs> Man. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, I, I want all the cards. Right. I want to go to the future where all the cards have been released <laughs> and then wonder what's going to happen when more cards come out. So can we actually talk about that a little bit? Because okay. a lot of these Ixalan cards got, got like, jacked and released early. Yeah. Um, you can read about pers- that? Hit yeah. Me, hit me with the story. Yeah, dude. apparently that some dude, like, at, the, at one of the places they print cards, like, just ripped off, like, a huge sheet of cards and started putting them online. And this is something Wizards of the Coast apparently deals with regularly. And so they're just kind of mum about it, pick their battles, you know. But this one was just so egregious. They had to be like, yeah, there were a shit ton of cards that got released. It's kind of fucked up spoiler season. Right. I'm not a fan of it, honestly, when people do that. I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's Christmas time, you know, like I want to wait until Christmas to open my presents. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think, I I think people aren't less hyped, but if that happened all the time, like, I don't know, you'd have to wonder, right? And a lot of the time it's like. I don't know. I just want to see it as clear as day, like the actual digital image that they're that they're releasing. Yeah, like it's kind of stupid you to know, get these like, like grainy pictures and just I don't know. Like I look at them when they're there for sure. Like I'm not gonna like look away. Right. No. Yeah. But anyhow, let's fucking dive in and talk about new cards from Ixalan. So Ixalan's the pirate set is what people were calling it. Yeah, Pirates of the Care. It's like a Caribbean, you know, like I don't know. 1700s looking thing. So you know, you know what I noticed. See, they got different. Tr- oh, and that's the other thing is like I'm kind of looking at this like Commander 2017's expansion, mm-hmm. right? Because it has a lot of tribal, right? S- tribal synergistic cards in there. It's the expansion to Commander 2017. So we got what vampires going on? Sure. So Edgar is getting help that he didn't need. <laughs> and then we got Merfolk going on, which I don't know if they got what they needed from this set. I don't know. There's a, there's a couple legendary creatures that we'll look at that, yeah, like they're kind of cool. Maybe right. some more stuff. We've got humans, of course, because I feel like, I wonder if there's a set where there's no humans. I bet, I don't think there is. There's no way. Hmm. Well, before they made a human a subtype, but there probably isn't, right? Yeah, you're probably um, right. What else? Uh, oh, we got pirates going on. Yeah, pirates. Right. And then we've got, uh, I guess, orcs. There's actually orcs there in are, this set. There are, like, a there's bit. some orc pirates. Those are, like, the baddest-ass people in Magic the Gathering. Right. And now we've got dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Um. So here's kind of my thought. I was actually thinking this the other day. So I was like... 
we got gypped with Commander 2017. There were only four decks mm-hmm. for Commander 2017. The fourth deck. The is, fifth deck is, the is, fifth deck is, is Ixalan. Is Ixalan's dinosaur tribal deck. It's like it's it's like an Easter egg. Like go find your fifth deck. It <laughs> exists in Ixalan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Go find your fifth deck. Um yeah, I really like the art. It's it's pretty vibrant. It seems like the set overall um is definitely catering to the standard play but we've got some toys that we can probably work with yeah and i like i'm I'm so excited about it that i kind of wanted to just jump on it i mean as we speak like they haven't actually spoiled all there's still some uncommons and commons left to come out but yeah but but there's probably got what we want yeah we got we got enough that we're gonna talk about it and dive in it's a big set i mean they're supposed to be releasing 280 cards on them yeah there's there's a lot of cards so there's a lot for us to go over um all right, well, give me a legend, dude. Let's right. start with the legends first as per the usual. Yeah, so let's um I kind of want to look at Let's look at the vampire cleric, Maverin Fane, Dusk Apostle. Um uh Maverin Fane, Dusk Apostle. He's two and a white vampire cleric. He's a 2/2. Two, two. Uh whenever one or more non-token vampires you control attacks, create a 1/1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Guess guess how often there were mono-white vampires before this set, Andy? How often? Never! There's never There's been another There's no mono. fucking mono-white vampires. Huh. So, Maverin Fane, I'm sorry you can't have a deck built around you. Yet. Yet. Yeah. But... Good old Edgar Markov, who's not so old. He's going to love you. He's going to love you. He's like Edgar Markov Jr. a little bit. Pretty much. Like, that's going to feed that deck pretty hard. So whoever, you know, whoever's building their Edgar Markov decks right now, grab this guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty, he's, I don't know, for commander, he'll help Edgar, um, but I don't see him being a commander on his own. He, He just can't. There's not, there's not... Yeah, it's There's his no, identity. Yeah, he's, like if, if you're trying to do a vampire tribal deck with mono white, like you don't yeah. have the fuel if for it. If you had it. like a black activated, you'd be good. Sure. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it you know, that legendary creature that you're not gonna make into a commander, but that's definitely, definitely, definitely gonna fit into some commander decks. Um There's a Merfolk legend too. What? Kind of just moving over the wheel, right? Okay. To to, yeah, to moving the blue, to blue. right? Um, so it's Kopala, Warden of Waves. It's a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. Spells your opponent's cast that target a Merfolk you control cost two more to cast. Abilities your opponents control are abilities your opponents uh, activate that target a Merfolk you control cost two more to activate. So it's a two two, and it's converted mana cost is three. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's one and one and two blue. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. So, hey, like, I had I had a Sig River guide. You did deck, right? But it wasn't Merfolk Tribal, was it? Yeah, pretty much. It was at one point. Yeah, I thought it was like just a. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely definitely had that deck, and I remember I remember the point at which I was like, I, I don't know, I had this point where I was like, yeah, it it kind of works. I wish it worked better. Uh-huh. And then I had a series of really good games, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, like, I've done some tweaking that's made this deck right. And then I started to scrutinize what happened a little bit, and I realized every single one of those games that went well, I had cast Consecrated Sphinx. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was good if 
if you had enormous, egregious amounts of copious amounts of card draw, absurd amounts of card draw. Yeah, like who can who can who can deal with it? I don't know. I'm intrigued by Merfolk. I just don't. this this particular like this particular set of things that Coppola does, I don't know that it's enough. Yeah, and you're losing white. Like if you're doing Merfolk deck and you're you've got Sig River Cutthroat, which is he's just a white and a blue. Uh, obviously, blue is going to be a big deal for Merfolk. You're going to have a lot of stuff to do. So we're coming up short again, is what you're saying? I I, I might be wrong. Um. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be your spike deck. Like it's not going to win most of the time. Like yeah. that's for sure. All um, right. Um, I don't know. There's a red one. There's a red legend, but I'll just glaze over it because it ain't for us for sure. I'm not even going to do it. Captain Lannery Storm, two and a red, uh, legendary creature, human pirate. So this is our first pirate legend. Um, haste. Whenever Captain Lannery Storm attacks, create a colorless treasure artifact token with. You can tap it, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of your mana. Or add one mana of any color to your uh, mana pool, and then whenever you sacrifice a treasure, Captain Lannery Storm gets plus one plus zero oh until the end of the turn. So it's a two-two. This is a standard card. Oh yeah, yeah, this it's is definitely standard a standard. Card. So it's a three-two first strike with haste, pretty much. Right? When I when I when I was looking at this, like oh, it doesn't have first strike, does it? No, yeah, no, it's just, it's just haste. It's a three-two haste for three. Plus, you kind of get mana back, so it's kind of for two a little bit. I guess. Like, it, it, it's... Yeah, like you say, it's going to be a really nice standard piece. I bet you it's probably even, like, in, in like, draft. Like, it might even be nice. Not that, not that I draft enough to make that comment right. definitively, but I'd be intrigued by her if I were draft, yeah, drafting. Yeah, it, it ain't for us. So, the thing, the thing I thought about this card when I saw it was I was like, why does it have to be... I get that... With the set, like the treasure, right? Token is kind of. <sighs> Does she need to be a legend? Well, yeah, and like the treasure token, I think is very flavorful. But they've already got gold tokens that do the same thing, and it would, it would be, like you'd have more work. Yeah, I never more thought sp- about You'd that. have more space to work with it if right. you if it were gold tokens. And they didn't make up this new token that does the exact same fucking That's thing. That's functionally reprinted, but a different name. So now when you do anything with gold tokens with her, because there's that new uh, curse that makes gold. Yeah. So she could get pretty big a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, like... But since it's treasure... Yeah, like that that distinction... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe wizard, like the people at Wizards of the Coast, they were kind of like... To the Thinking about that, I don't know, they, and, and I it guess just they didn't, wanted it, it didn't to... come out. Like, but I, I just, I wish it was that way. Right. As it is, Captain Lannery Storm, just go, go blow yourself. Do we I get guess. a? Do we get a green legend or no? Uh, not a mono green one anyway. No, no. Yeah. So the monocolor ones, those are those are our legends. We've got Navern Fane, Coppola, and Captain okay, Lannery. Okay, hit Storm. me with the multicolored card. So, uh. Let's do, let's do Captain Beckett Brass. Should we do that one? Yeah, let's do it. So this is a Grixis Pirate. So one, a a red, black, and blue. Uh, Other pirates you control get plus one, plus one. And at the beginning of your instep, gain control of target non-land permanent controlled by a player who is dealt combat damage by three or more pirates this turn. It is a three, three. Uh, 
Well, there you go. What do you think, Andy? Like, there's a lot of people um, that are that are just like, yeah, pirate, ooh, pirate dick. So I could tell you what Cody thinks. Cody's going to do it because he loves pirates, and he has for forever. <laughs> He's kind of disappointed that the that the character is so cheerful because in his mind pirates are really grungy and well, I think everybody thinks that right I mean but then also you look at it and it's a it's Grixis coloring and it looks like it's going to be a white blue card or something like oh that. yeah if you if you strip <laughs> the identity right off of it it'd look yeah she's just she's in a pretty good mood right you know I mean she is a pirate um but yeah in, other, in a state of plunder so the other pirates you get plus one plus one um and then, yeah, at the beginning of your end step, you gain control of a non-land permanent control by a player who has dealt combat damage by three or more pirates this turn. So double striking does not accumulate that. Okay. It's three or more pirates. Uh, yeah, so it's got to be... Right, not not dealt three damage by... by you know di- I mean? Yeah, like not three instances of pirate damage. Right. I, 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 feel, I feel fairly confident about that, right? Okay. Um, I could be wrong, in which case, yeah, you only really need two at a time, right? But... I feel pretty that, sure that about seems that. appropriate. Uh, I think if I was going to go ahead and try to make this deck, um, I actually wouldn't be in- super interested in making the pirates bigger. Okay. I just want evasive creatures to steal that. Permanent. Yeah, because you just want to get them in, right? Okay. Either get, um, yeah. I mean, getting multiple combats doesn't really do you anything because you just at the end step you gain control of a permanent. Oh right. Like, you're only going to get one permanent ever, right? Um. And it's got to be the guy. It's 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 got to be the same. So player it's got to be attack. the same person. So let's say like you get six pirates out. Right. You attack two people with three pirates apiece, and all three of those pirates get through to each person. Uh, Do you get two? I think yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? But you got to send them in different directions. Yeah, you got to so, send them in different directions. But yeah. you got to have three. So I think for I think for the admiral, I don't know if share things like shared animosity. Or coat of arms or things like that are something that you want. Oh yeah, I think what you if I was doing it, I obviously would want haste. But more than anything, I'd probably do stuff like that grants massive agent. Right? Okay. So like hour of darkness, intimidation, um, what fuck levitation, like just make them yeah. all flying. Um, Hamura, uh, there's a Hamura something's ascendant. Like when he flips, he gives your creatures plus two and. Flying like he's one of those ugly flip cards from Kamigawa. Okay. Um, yeah, cover of darkness, kind of things like that. Like just trying to give them ways to get in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can get that permanent and making them too big. I just I don't know. Like that you're already going to be pissing people off by taking their permanent. Yeah. Like that's a that's a rough thing. Like directly stealing from people. Right. She, I, she brings you some. I mean, I don't know. It it looks fun. I think the the, the competition for this deck though is Marquisa. Like that's the aggro Grixis deck in this format. Like she's sure. very good, very very good deck. And this is just kind of like, well, I don't know. Like it's just so here, a weird space. Here's the other problem: is that I was kind of doing like a, a little bit of research prior to to talking about this and i was looking up pirates in those colors that are already in existence obviously there's a ton of grixis colors for pirates in this particular set right but there were only like i came up came across like 20 in all of all of magic the gatherings history to this point so you have no backlog of pirates to work with right and nobody's really like there's the rishadan brigands yeah there's there's yeah the various rishadans that you can use like and those are fucking cool 
and Ramirez de Petro or whatever his name is like there's or whatever is it? Yeah, yeah like there's there's a few out there and you probably want to use them it's just I don't know like for comparison for comparison like I was I think I was just sharing this with you like I think in mono green elves um this is just mono green for elves you have like 252 cards available to you right in that coloring um obviously pirate like there's a lot of tribes that are mm-hmm. not going to be nearly as numerous as elves but right i mean you're talking about one of the most evergreen yeah like yeah goblins are very similar they're yeah. like in that 250 ballpark with mono red i don't know like it's just i feel like it's one of those decks that options are going to be limited. Yeah, they're they're limited. Like I mean, I would say that you're. I mean, how many of those elves are actually get played though? I mean, like no, you that's can, true. That's like, true. You but you kind of have s- options to sort through. I guess is I'd, my point. I'd be surprised if twenty of them get played in Commander. <laughs> that's probably a good um, point. <laughs> but then, yeah, the pirates things like we're basically going off of this set for pirates. They seem to be following along the colors, the color identity of the of the commander. I don't know. It, it looks like a fun ass deck. I mean, I, yeah, I think you. I you think know. it's going to be weird. Like you're going to be very. I'll say this though. This is this is better than the werewolf commander. At least, it, <laughs> at least it does something. That's true. You can you know? actually use it. Right. At least, at least I've got cards for you. Like the werewolf commander. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. I just, you know, build minute and den or some other like. <laughs> established gruel commander and i don't know use werewolves in that deck i think i think another option here might be doing a little bit of stealing i mean we talked about this when when i was kind of talking about unesh Uh um using enchants or spell spells to to steal stuff from other people yeah um that might be a good supplement for this deck since that's kind of your your aim is to try and take stuff from people um, probably a pretty good flavorful add to your deck as well. I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see what Cody comes up with and see how it fares. Yeah, I'm going to leave it to him. But really, I'm thinking, like, just off the top of my head, evasion's got to be a thing. Yeah. It, you got to be able to connect. And making big pirates, I think that's where you want to go. But it's just, I don't know if you need them, you what, know? What was that mechanic that Boros had um, where, like, if creatures Battalion. attacked? Battalion. Yeah, but a lot of the good ones are white. Like yeah. aside from that goblin guy. Well, I'm just I, I'm just thinking of it in terms of comparison because I remember like menace. Menace is readily that's yeah. easy to get. Yeah, you know. I I, ju- know. I just remember thinking with battalion mechanics that it was because it requires three creatures to attack for a battalion to kick in. Right. right. Yeah, you're right. And I just remember thinking like, man, it's it's actually not that easy. Kind of hard to pull off, especially when blockers start going up and people start making. You know, pillow forts and things like that. It becomes more and more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like you're. I mean, once you get once you get through their pillow fort, you can just steal it. Sure. You know, and what's cool is it doesn't say for as long as you control those pirates or no, for you as just long as you it. control Admiral Brass. Like you are getting this permanent, and right. it is freaking yours. I just I don't know how to do that fast enough. You probably have to play on curve. You know, I mean, you could. I could see getting her out early and having some pirates behind her who are ready to go. And you start stealing people's soul rings and really slowing their damn game down. Like, I could see it working, but I just feel like it's a. I I don't I don't know that it's going to be your most competitive. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> but it could be really fun, and I I think it's flavorful. You know, like it's just super flavorful. I. How many decks do we see in our meta where people are just stealing shit? Like, is it, yeah, no, not a lot not of a big that. thing in our thing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, give me another legend. 
Okay, let's do this. Uh, Gishath, son's avatar. Gishath. Um, so this is this is your dinosaur avatar. Sure it's is. Five, red, green, white. So Naya. So Naya. Um, so Gishath has trample, vigilance, haste. And it also says when Gishath's son's avatar deals combat damage to a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library, put any number of dinosaur creature cards from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And it is a 7-6, so if just left to its own devices, it's going to do... Three and it's out, you know, yeah. if people can't take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy's actually pretty damn cool. I'm... Really fucking excited about it, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it might bump into a little less of the problem that Admiral Beckett Brass does in that, like, there aren't a ton of dinosaurs. Well, there aren't, but there's a lot in this set. There's a lot of pirates and dinosaurs in this set, but they're dropping a lot of dinosaurs. Yeah. And word on the street is is that they are going to oracle everything that resembles a dinosaur into a dinosaur. It's like so, very obvious. Like, like the one from Tark here, that raptor that clearly is a raptor, has the big claw toes and everything. Like, yeah. Like that's I guess happening. Um which I'm I'm just I'm so pumped for it. Like I don't know, cheating in creatures uh, cheating in creatures is just such a powerful thing in Commander. Yeah, this this particular Dinosaur is eight converted mana cost, oh, yeah. but you've got green in your typing, so you should be able to ramp there, um, get it out earlier than turn eight, and then man, like once it's out, it has haste, it has trample, it has vigilance. You can just go to town, like go hit somebody, right? Yeah, I'm more I'm worried about this guy for sure. I mean, he has haste and trample, so he's going to deal damage. Uh, but it's it's scaled against how much damage he actually does. So people right. basically have to take it, you know, uh, full in the face for you to get your seven cards, unless you've got some kind of pump effect to get it over that. So I'm wondering um, if you can do... It's just the mana cost. Like, even in green, like, I get there's green, but mm-hmm. it's it's freaking eight <laughs> mana, right? Yeah, to get it's, that out. It's, it's rough. Like, to put it into perspective, like, Damia Sage of Stone is seven. And she gets you a full grip, like yeah. She you know fills I mean? your at the hand beginning back of your next up. turn, at least, and you have a death touch blocker, like um, yeah. So dinosaur, right? Uh, yeah, I I think I think for this one, I'd probably bring to the table other ways to cheat stuff into play. Like I really wouldn't be like, well, if I can't get Gishath, then I'm I'm screwed. So something like lurking predators, okay. You know, whenever an opponent casts a spell, or is it non-creature spell, um. You just reveal the top card of your library, and if it's a creature card, you just dump it into play. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay, because it's like you're trying to work with top deck manipulation anyway with this guy. So if you've got something like a scroll rack, you know, you can scroll rack the creature that you want to pour in that's, off the lurking predators. That's a good point. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you have to have a pretty high density of creatures to make this card worth it, but I feel like you're going in the same direction anyway with Gishath, right? So yeah, whenever an opponent casts a spell, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it in the battlefield. Otherwise, you may put the card, uh, that card in the bottom of your library, so it's six mana for that. So it actually comes out before Gishath, but that's okay. not saying a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, there's another one called uh, Aether Rift, which I thought was pretty weird. I mean, it's... it's I don't know. Um, it's an enchantment. It's a gruel enchantment. 
So it's one, a red, and a green. At the beginning of your upkeep, discard a card at random from your hand. If you discard a creature card this way, you may put a card uh, into play unless a unless any player pays five lives. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit chaotic. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Right. So at the beginning of upkeep, you discard a card at random, but if you discard a creature card this way, return it from your graveyard to the battlefield unless they pay five life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that, so make, that makes total it's sense. It's like the oracle text. So, I, so like, I'm discarding this creature, and someone's got to pay five life, otherwise it's coming into play. <laughs> that's actually I mean? pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because it's, it's, it's going to pay, like, that, I don't know. That People cost are not going to want to pay. Yeah, over time you might discard everything, but then, I don't know, like, what's stopping you from just reanimating stuff or, you know, like, there's not a lot of ways to, like, I mean, yeah, you don't have black in your coloring, but you have white. Like you if you're discarding white, like utility and, creatures, people yeah. people probably aren't going to pay life for little ones like the smaller dinosaurs. And the dinosaurs seem to be kind of all over the board. Like there's yeah. big, small. So I've been kind of curious about that because I was thinking like, could you get my ale in here to be a support to support to it? But like a lot of the dinosaurs don't fit that power of five or greater. Yeah, and like I don't know. I want you. To, I would want to be doing something on the way to resolving your your commander. I think this guy. I think the guy's just crazy. It's weird. I, I, the Admiral Be- Beckett Brass is also crazy, right? I mean, right. you steal a permanent, but like how to get it to work? I guess is our complaint. And I really feel like getting Gishaf to work, you've got to jump through as many hoops. And you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like I think, I think Gishaf is one of those where I'm. I'm pretty sure that it'll. Do some big big stuff, um, but once you play it in your play group for a little while, people are going to get wise. Like cheating stuff in is powerful, and so if they know what the source of you cheating something in is, right? It's it's just okay. Got to remove it, right? And so Gishath is not going to spend a lot of time on the board. I think if if you've got players that get familiar with what your deck is yeah. doing so like to put out put it out there like just to kind of give you like a sampling of some of these dinosaurs right um there's the infuriating gladiadon when it enters the battlefield it does one damage to each other creature it's a three for a red and a green uh creature dinosaur with with trample it's a five five okay right but they all have like this ability called enrage like a lot of them like when they get damaged they f- Something, yeah, they're just like, I'm an upset dinosaur, or like for the same mana and same mana and same mana identity. It's the Regisar Alpha or Regisar Alpha. It's other dinosaurs you control off haste, although I mean, that's fine. I mean, we already have it on Gishath, yeah. Gishath already has it. Regisar Alpha enters a battlefield, create a uh, three three red green or three three green dinosaur creature token with trample. So it's like that has haste. You know, you get to attack with that one. Like, right. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of dinosaurs that there's they're some, putting out. There's some this. really cool ones, and I think that's what makes, makes Gishath so so intriguing. Is yeah. It's like, damn, there's some there's some cool dinosaurs that I want to see played, and he's kind of perfect for it. And they've got other lords, you know, like the, the Thundering yeah. Spineback, the other dinosaurs get plus one, plus one. Just gonna have to ramp their heart, get it out. I guess you know, yeah. mono, it's it's the mono green stompy, but with red and red and white. You know, yeah, exactly. All right, we got any other legends? Yeah, you tell me, dude. Uh, there is another merfolk. So <sighs> the mana cost on this this chick is is pretty high. Um, it's Tishana Tishana Voice of Thunder. So it's five, a green and a blue for a legendary creature. 
uh, Merfolk Shaman. Tishana Voice of Thunder's power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size. When Tishana enters the battlefield, you draw a card for each creature you control. So, this one kind of made me think a little bit of Prime Speaker Zagana. It's it's obviously different, right? It's, but like, it's going wide instead of big. Yeah, with, it's with a it's a simic creature that comes in and but it's a lot more mana. Can draw you a lot of cards, and yeah, it, well, it's one more. Because uh, how much is she? Prime Speaker like Zagana four. six. Oh, I didn't know that. I she's she was like so four. she's two two green two blue. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Like, I, the thing that this is saying to me is that, like, it wants to be flickered, but you don't have the best flicker color available to you. Right. Blue is okay. Blue is decent. Best. It's got some stuff. White is what you really, really want. Well, I don't know, because Deadeye Navigator, man. Like, That's true. Deadeye Navigator is pretty awesome. You know? I don't know, because you've got, like, you've got Ghostly Flicker. You've got... The um, Deadeye Goddamn Navigator. You've got Illusionist Stratagem. The other thing you could do is just, like, Rite of Replication. <laughs> Yeah, and then just sack the others. Yeah, but that just would, sack the others. But that like, would get pretty nuts. Um, uh, food chain. You could eat her with the food chain to get the mana cost back and then recast her again. There you go. And then eat her again with the food chain maybe a couple times, like depending on where your mana is going. Yeah, because you just, you know? like, you really, like, I feel like you just really, really want to take advantage of the enter the battlefield with Tishana. Like, just let me just draw a fuck ton of cards. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know what. But then take. you've also got to be focusing on getting a lot of creatures out there, yeah, in order to make that happen, make that worthwhile. Right. Like, I feel so you've like, got to maintain a, like a precarious board state. It, yeah. Like I don't know. Edric, Edric, Spymaster of Trust exists. Like <laughs> you can get cards on the value, like on the way to like. By the time you reach six or seven, seven mana with her, you you probably would have draw, drawn a lot of damn cards with Edric. I mean, yeah. your opponents would have as well. There's a, the value that of is the, true. I don't have them getting cards two you know but i don't know edric's a pretty proven deck like he's out yeah. he's out there some say and right? look, i i think we've kind of had this theme with the last couple cards of the converted mana cost like it's really high this might be really really intriguing if it were i don't know four right i'd be like yeah sign me up and thrasios exists too like i just i don't know i don't know about <laughs> i don't know about this one like when in the face of it as far as like in the other ninety nine and something like yeah I could I could definitely see this like in a, um, like Animar. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if Animar goes wide very often. It usually just has like really good valuable creatures. But over time, like this thing, this thing's like an alternative to Prime Speaker because I know Prime Speaker Zigana is totally a thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good card. Maybe Rune of the Hidden Realms, so you can flicker flicker her. I, I would like that. It, like, Rune would be a sweet spot. Yeah, the no max hand size, like, I don't know, that's a fragile place to put it is on a creature. Like, Crufix is already doing that, and Crufix is a legendary, indestructible enchantment. Well, another thing that's, that's hard about that is, to me is that it's like, does it fit in with some of those other strategies? Like, Crufix, yeah, not going to have a lot of creatures, so right. you're not going to put that in your Crufix deck. Uh, I don't know. It's It's... it's it's almost like a build around card, but that you don't actually want it to have. You don't don't actually want it to be your commander, though. Yeah. Like if you're putting it in your deck that has Simic coloring, you got to make sure that it works in right. your deck. If you have like a generic Simic go wide deck, like this is probably a good where you don't really care who's heading it. This is a good commander for that. But then I'm like, I don't know. There's Thrasios, and you can have Kaidel. Mm-hmm. You know, like this would work with those two with Kaidel. 
enters the battlefield, draws that many cards, maybe negating it so you can tap it. It, I just don't know. There's just not a lot here. To me, me I, to me, I feel like there might be some value. It might find its way into the 99 for some decks. It's hard. It's a hard sell. Okay, what else? Uh, so let's do the Orzov Vampire Knight. Yeah, that's all you for sure. <laughs> so Vana, Butcher of Megan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Meg- Megan. Butcher of Megan. Megan is getting butchered by Vana. Um, yeah, so Vampire Knight. It's a 4-4 four, four creature. Vigilance, lifelink, and it has tap, pay 7 life, destroy target, non-land permanent. Activate this ability only during your turn. Wow. Um, I don't know. My first thought was, but Eilie. Yeah, but Eilie has that condition. Your there is a condition. There is a condition. You like, be man, just play the seven life. I'll destroy. I don't even give a shit. But it's only during your turn. I don't give a fuck, dude. Just pay it. Like you can't even be it. responsive with it. It's during your turn. I guess that is true. Someone can make a deck out of this. Orzov doesn't have a lot of options, and so if you're really turned on by Orzov, I think this is a functional commander. Um, it's it's not like Tesaw Orzov Scion, where you just want to go infinite. No. And then, like you say, like with Eilie, there is that condition that you have to get yourself yeah. peaked on life. Eilie has a lot going for her. I mean, she's she's... Less than half the mana, death touch, has a sacrifice outlet strapped to her. Yeah, yeah. That life total cap is a pretty high cost to pay. It's hard because... Or get to. I mean, it's not a pay, but it's like getting there. She's the most popular Orzhov commander. I I is. See, I never... Dude, okay. Like, when that set was getting spoiled, I didn't see that coming. Like... You know, I don't like I, she's so, just a rare too, right? She's not even like a mythic. Yeah, she's not a mythic. Like she's just, I, I because so let's contextualize Eilie. She's she's just simply Orzoth, so white and black, right? For two, three core cleric mm-hmm. that has, as you mentioned, death touch. Also has just pay one mana of any color sacrifice another creature. You gain life equal to that sacrifice creature's toughness, and then this is the big thing that I think this is where the comparison comes in in my mind is you can pay one, a white and a black sacrifice, another creature exile target, non-land permanent exile too. I guess there's that part. It's and then, not... yeah, it's exile. It's not destroyed. So it's going to get around that, uh, around indestructibility, activate this ability only if you have at least 10 more life than your starting life total. So you do have to be at 50 life, um, to start utilizing Eilie's thing. But, <sighs> I think that's where the debate comes in. I don't know. It is a 4-4 Vigilance lifelink. I mean... It's... Yeah, it's going to recoup the life that you spend okay. to get rid of things. Because it because it's Vigilant, you can go attack and gain 4 life. Which doesn't cover the cost of the activation. Still. But here's what sucks, though. And it's, it's tapped. Oh, no, it's Vigilant. No, it's, it's, it's vigilant, vigilant, so you can go attack with it. And because it's Vigilant, then you can do its ability. Yeah. I don't... It's just... Is there a deck it belongs in, do you think? Whose deck does it belong in? What are you thinking? Probably Eilie's deck. Um, yeah? Probably your your new one, your vampire deck, right? Yeah. Yeah, like it, it would fit in quite nicely, I right, think, with, with Lysia. Because you want to pay this, because she's going to get you seven life. Yeah, she's going to get attack. life, and you want to use it for something. And right. that's actually quite nice. Um, 
yeah, I guess it just, I, I, I'm going to go back to my Tygum argument. It's like, it doesn't have to be your commander. If this was just a non-legendary, we wouldn't be talking about it. As right. like, oh, like, oh, yeah, cool, put it in it's a deck. It's a pretty cool piece of tech for whatever, you know? And <laughs> I think we should come at it from the angle of, oh, yeah, it's a commander, so if you want to try it, knock yourself out. But, you know, in the meantime, like, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It definitely fits into some, it definitely fits into some strategies that are using black-white. Yeah. Um because you know I noticed about the set, like I don't like just the theme here, like just kind of throwing this out here. Okay. All the vampires look like conquistadors. No, they do, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're wearing like conquistador like armor and stuff like that. The merfolk look like Mayan Aztecs. Yeah, right? I was gonna say, like, are and we gonna have like some, some genocide that happens in, Jesus. in the next set? Like Jesus. the vampires just I mean that actually is kind of on theme, right? Like they're they're bringing the they are self-righteous bastards, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed that they're like very like, you know, conquisted. Like their helmets, they've got like those like yeah, you know, they pointed weird visorly helmet looking things. And like the one that like sticks out to me is this the Sanctum Seeker. Like if you look at the art on that, it's like it's clearly like a Cortez looking, <laughs> you know. Okay. And then, yeah, you got the pirate looking people, obviously, which they're a variety. But then yeah, you look at the merfolk and they're like mayan aztec looking kind of thing they've got like the jade armor they're wearing like jade and things like that and like a lot of headdresses yeah you know yeah not no. crazy it's it's true anyway um, um i think so i mean I, I guess my last point with vana is that um there's like i said there's not a lot of leg- legendary creatures in white black so I'm willing to bet somebody's going to, like, there's going to be a good chunk of people that build this deck. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be bad. In the face of Karlov and, you know, Uncle Carl and Ailey, like, it's going to be a hard, yeah, they've like, already got some pretty stiff competition. Yeah, those are the top two decks in in, in Orzhov. And I don't know, like, I, th- I think you could probably do something different with it. Like, like you mentioned, like, I don't know, like, if you want to do a vampire thing, that's going to gain you some life, most likely, and then you have your commander to kind of do some spot removal for you. Yeah, but then Edgar exists. But then Edgar. <laughs> right. All right, so are we out of legends? I think that's all of them. Yeah, right? that's all the legends. Uh, that was fast. What do you think overall? Like, are, are there any that you're thinking, oh, I want to build a deck out of that? I need an aggro deck. I really do. I was kind of looking at my, my roster, and I, I don't have a standing aggro deck right now and that's kind of been a issue in our meta that we yeah, don't and I'm just like I don't one know. person capitalizing on that yeah because the the the, the commanders i t- pulled out of the tribal list is just they're not they're not aggro i'm using marisil <laughs> and and i hope someday maybe kess but they're not aggro again i'm kind of just doing more non-aggro-y stuff uh <laughs> So Gishath is pretty cool. It'd be really out of left field if I did it, though. Dude. I don't think a lot of people think I'd have the dinosaur deck, you know? Dude, I, I want to see you do the I can't, dinosaur deck. I can't, do, I can't do Admiral Beckett. I just can't because that's Cody's bag. I, I'm not going to step on his toes and do that. Um, I don't know. I think if I compare my emotion now to how I was with our devastation, like I feel like I was losing my mind over a couple of the commanders <laughs> from... from that one, you know, sure. like Neheb, for example. Oh yeah, the Eternal, and then the Locust God, and even the Scarab God. Like, I feel like we had a really solid legendary drop. Uh, but then, if I think about, if I think about Amonkhet, there was really only one that seemed to float to the top for that one, right? And that was Apatra. Yeah. 
Like there was that Orzov token embalmer dork. Yeah, because we had we had all the we had it? all the other oh, there gods. Was the, yeah, there was the black blue. There was the or the red black Neheb that wasn't very no awesome. And then, and then yeah, the, all the gods, the monocolor were like, gods, were kind of like I think they're a bit of a stretch to really build a commander out of them. Oh well, yeah, they were not good. Like, yeah, like they're, they're 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 definitely not. Those cards were definitely not necess- like geared towards commander. I right. think they were. So I'm kind, towards I'm kind, other I, think I, I think I'm kind of feeling that I'm about that emotion about Almond Ket. So if this is kind of like a pattern, like the second bolt, the second expansion or whatever of a set <laughs> really has, has, has all of the yoked, yoked generals. Huh. I think overall, like the one I'm probably the most excited about is is Gishath. Okay, but I'm cautious as to how good it would actually be. Right. Other than just like lol dinosaurs, lol. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. I don't know if that's if that's. I think that's a, as far as the appeal is going to take you. Yeah. You know. It'll be very niche. Um, yeah, it just it was that one dinosaur deck that ever existed, <laughs> right? Like ten years. There's only yeah, there there's right. only one. My so here's my feeling, and maybe this is a good way to transition us. Is that like yeah, I'm not super turned on by the legendary creatures, but 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 in terms of commander play, I think this is actually a really solid set. You mean you mean just the cards? Yeah, like not the, the commanders. The cards in this set and we'll get into more like we'll we'll start getting into those but I, I'm actually I've been way excited about this set because there's a lot of cards that I know we're going to see inside of decks yeah um, not necessarily a lot of decks that we're going to see that come out of the legendary creatures but there's a lot of supplement cards in see, I don't know is that good that's yeah I mean honestly that's probably good so, we, so we need kinda, more cards I was kind of noticing I think is it Sam Stoddard that works for uh, Wizards of the Coast doing magic. Hmm. I think he he put out an article kind of talking about building a tribal set. Okay, like it's very clear that their mission yeah, was pushing that button. We're doing tribal commander twenty seventeen, and yeah. then we're doing a follow up set that's that's tribal. I think they're they're riding this wave of excitement on it, and I I don't know. I feel like they did it well. Like the the commanders that, or the tribes that they did in commander twenty seventeen, the tribes that are here are intriguing and the pieces that come with it. I don't know. Do you really think that's why they did four decks? Because they kind of knew like, well, the set preceding is going to be really tribal. I doubt it. I just, in order to maintain some level of like love and fantasy for wizards of the coast, that's what I'm telling myself. Saying like the Easter egg, the Easter egg (laughs) tribe is, is pirates. The Easter egg tribe is dinosaurs. Yeah. Like it's, it's out there. Like you you go get it. (laughs) Uh, so there's planeswalkers. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you care. I, I, I actually was going to ask, should we, should we uh, before we move on to, like, just other stuff? No, who gives a shit? Let's just skip it. No, I'm just Fuck, kidding. no! So now their Planeswalkers are legendary. Yeah, so there's that change. Um, for some reason, I always thought that. I don't... I don't In know. my mind, that's actually kind of how I thought. It was, I was like, oh, I can't have, like... And well, so how, did, like, how does it work now, right? Like, you can't have... Like, so now... They had a wasn't it? They had a planeswalker rule. So if you had a Jace out, you couldn't have another Jace out. Right, I think so. And, and now, now they're legendaries, so they're different variations, and so they can each yeah be out. And they kind of prove that with this planeswalker. So Jace Cunning Castaway. So it's a colorless, a blue, and a blue for a legendary planeswalker Jace. 
Awesome. But then now it says uh, plus. So he bring he comes in with three loyalty. You can increase his loyalty by one whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player this turn. Draw a card, then discard a card. Okay. Um, you can bring him down two loyalty to create a two-two blue illusion token with this creature. Become when this target creature becomes a target of a spell or ability, or sorry, of wait, when this creature becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it. So like the old illusion, yeah. rule, kind of old new r- illusion rule, and then yeah, you can bring him down by five and say create two tokens that are copies of Jace Cutting Castaway, except they're not legendary. So so there it says like okay, you can have two more copies of Jace. So Castaway. they pretty much like made a card to illustrate their rule change, right? Like, and I gotta say this is the absolute lamest Jace yet, <laughs> like. <laughs> Everything about the like, not not really so much the abilities because I just I don't know like I don't I just, don't know just look at that picture dude yeah he, he's I don't know they, like I feel like he's Jace so out of place he's supposed to be like bit. some civilized whatever and now he's just like check out my freaking arm so and he's actually pretty yoked too <laughs> like I just I don't know man so <laughs> I'm so tired of Jace like this is like this is like the this is just the this is the the furthest I can go with this character, man. Like he's I, a he's a half shirt pirate now. Right. I'm gonna dog on myself a little bit here. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, I think Jace Cunning Castaway is kind of like you know you know how I like just quit everything last year. Okay. Quit my job. Yeah, you quit your job. Packed all my stuff into my grandma's garage. Hmm. And packed a few things in my car and just drove around the country like like some hipster fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what Jace Cunning Castaway is. Because it's like, like I hung out with like homeless people and just like, just some weird odd ducks while I was traveling around. But at the end of the day... Ate some roadkill. I did eat some roadkill. I just like, and I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> right. Did some weird shit. But at the end of the day, I'm just some white guy from Utah... That's just out on walkabout. I feel like Jace, this particular Jace, it's like, you're not. <laughs> Come on, Jace. Well, I think in the lore, he just <laughs> appears in Ixalan. Yeah, and he his lost little, his mind or whatever. Yeah, like, again, right? But, but it's just kind of like, we know he's going to get out of this. Yeah. They're not going to kill him. I don't know. Because it's no, fucking they'll Jace. Nev- they'll never kill him, dude. So, you know, he's just he's just out on his hipster walkabout. On- I just I just don't. I don't. I don't know any. I. I don't know. Is there like the pack of twelve year olds out there that like they love this guy or what? Like I just apparently, I'm so apparently sick of this the game character. Test really well with people. Like the stories are super. They're more popular than they've ever been. Like oh my god, I'm just they test well. I don't know. All right, get give me another planeswalker. I guess. I guess. Um, what's her? What's her name? Is it Hot Hotly or? Let me get to the fucking card. Watley. Yeah, Watley, warrior poet. Okay. So, uh, three, a red and a white. Uh, so it has a... starts with a loyalty of three, and it has a plus two. You gain life equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Then it has a zero activated that you can also use, where you create a three-three green, green dinosaur token with trample. Or it has its subtract ability, which is just subtract X... And Huatli Warrior Poet deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Creatures dealt damage this way can't block this turn. Um, so it's a 
Boros ass planeswalker with it is it like it is the quintessential like Boros card. <laughs> and I think I don't know, like I think if you're trying to do Boros, this planeswalker does everything you need Boros in Boros. Yeah. Um you're gonna need some life gain because you're gonna kinda burn out at some point and people are gonna start killing you because you got really threatening. Um you're gonna need extra bodies and being able to clear blockers out of the way for some big swing. Like, yeah, that's everything Boros wants. I just don't think Boros is an effective commander strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people have words out, <laughs> words out about that. All right, Vraska Relic Seeker for a black and a green. Legendary Planeswalker, Vraska. Uh, comes in with six loyalty, so she's, she's pretty robust. Yeah, six for um, six. You can go up by two and create a 2-2 two, two black pirate creature token with menace. You can go down by three, destroy target artifact creature or enchantment, create a colorless treasure artifact token with, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any, mana, uh, of any color to your mana pool. And then her big one is go down by ten for ten loyalty, target player's life total becomes one Ugh. so Atraxa is going to want this for sure that was actually something that was just hugely on my mind I'm like Atraxa is going to get to that ultimate yeah, and with with parallel lives out she comes in with 12 one one counters on her or 12 loyalty counters on her you can set somebody to one and still have left over to make some pirates um so pretty crazy yeah uh, for a Traxa. Yeah, like it's it's gonna just I don't know. That that's definitely I feel like Atraxa is one of those things that one of those decks that um it's just so good and it's gonna get better and better. Like, you know, we've we've had those conversations about commanders where we're like, yeah, it doesn't quite have enough to like really be awesome right I think, now. I think but as time goes on it'll get better. Like Atraxa just yeah, she's just gonna keep getting just better. Just keep getting better and better, and yeah. it's already awesome. Right. I think. I think with planeswalkers, we need ones that are just bulky like this. They come in with a lot of loyalty. Their effects are freaking massive. Mm-hmm. They have a high mana cost. Like, I mean, Garuk Apex Predator was seven mana. Yeah. Right. But the stuff he did was like, oh, well, up one, destroy target planeswalker. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, let's go up one again. You can create a 3-3 beast creature token with death touch on the battlefield. So now you have a blocker form. Or you can go negative three to destroy target creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. And then its big one is that you put that emblem on them that, you know, only by eight, two, right? Uh, you curse somebody with an emblem. If anybody attacks them, their creature gets plus five, plus five, and gains trample. So somebody's just like the right? ultimate curse of curses. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I think I think for Commander, you need like Nickel Bolas level, like... Yeah, big just big ass planeswalkers. If you're gonna do it, things like Jace and Whatley or whatever, they're they're for standard. I mean, like, and you know, I can't complain about that. They they gotta they gotta be out there. Like, they no, gotta exactly. Make good cards like, for it, every totally fine with it. And I, yeah. I I think they're like what they can do is keep Jace's goddamn shirt on, though. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Get out of here, <laughs> fuck. What happened to your spiky hair? Throw me throw me a Pabst blue ribbon. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's looking like he's doing. That's what he's right? looking like he's doing. He's like, I'm just hold my hold my blue beer wisp. I'm gonna go climb up this rope ladder. Do you even know what the fuck you're doing on a ship? Wait, what? I'm on a ship? Yeah, I'm on a ship. Dude, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm Jace, bruh. 
So yeah, that's the planeswalker rep, uh, menu, right? Do we got any more? I mean, there's the there's the two that kind of come in the yeah. Du- so I guess there's the those decks, deck. huh? Um, we've got Hwatli Dinosaur Knight. It's for a red, a white for a legendary planeswalker Hwatli. Hwatli. But uh, it comes in with four loyalty. That's a lot, dude. Right, six mana six for mana. four loyalty commander. Okay. But she has she has an up two. But you can go up, but yeah, you can go up by two and put two one one counters on up to one target dinosaur you control. So she's mm, she's only pretty narrow harding dinosaurs, and then I mean she's riding three, a fucking dinosaur. Target so. dinosaur you control deals damage equal to its uh, target creature you don't control. So a dinosaur fights a non dinosaur. Okay, and then down seven. So if you have seven loyalty and remove them, dinosaurs you control get plus four plus four till the end of the turn. I. <laughs> These, these Can I just talk to you, like, when it comes to Planeswalkers and you do their ultimate and it's just something that happens until end of turn, uh-huh. I'm always bummed. I'm like, do you know how much work it was to get here? Just with these mana costs. These are designed for those decks. Like, I don't think I don't think ever once these Planeswalkers have been good outside of the conditions of, of those decks. Well, there was I that mean, Elspeth versus Kiora, right? No, no, these aren't these aren't the same. These okay. are like these are supposed to replace oh, that's our starter right. deck. That's right. So you have to think about this like a starter Planeswalker. Okay. Like, okay. like somebody who's never played the game before and you hand them a Planeswalker. Like every just, time, so it just kind of gives them a basic idea of yeah, what a like planeswalker you, uh, is. Yeah, dope. You know, like so the other the Jace one and J- Jace ingenious mind mage for a blue and a blue up one draw card. Um, you can go up one and untap all creatures you control. So that's actually not bad. They, no, yeah, it is good. Um, it. I mean, I don't know. Like you can only do it during your turn. Which sure, but like go then, use them for something and then, and then untap them. Yeah, and then he you can use nine of his loyalty to gain control of up to three target creatures. He comes in with a loyalty of five, so I guess that's not. Would you would you put him in your pinger deck? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's basically like the way I'm looking at it: six mana and untap all your creatures. Like I can do that. You're like I have other ways. Yeah, there's other <laughs> ways to do that. Like there's like a green instances, and then there's like a lot of you know. I mean, like turnabout. You know, like. And that one you can, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and also it's, no, it's Jace. Ew. <laughs> well, here's the real question, Andy. Is it Jace? Does Hotley's mount planeswalk with her? Oh, that's a good question. Dude. What happens when she goes to a plane where there's no dinosaurs? Yeah, and then this dinosaur's just running around with that like dinosaur, a, a saddle that on That dinosaur, it. the one with like the feathers, like on the on the first card, he it looks pretty It's into way her. cool looking. I'm just, it's like... It's like I love you, Huatli. Yeah, like let's murder these guys and then make out. Let's let's not put locking mechanisms on the vehicle doors. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so let's. You mentioned some cards that are good for Commander. Now that we've ranted <laughs> yeah. about the Planeswalkers from the set, say okay. For the record, we didn't freak out about Nick Bulos. Like you know, like we. We were pretty into that. Yeah, we you were. Know, we were into Nikki B for sure. No, it's true. It's because it's it's Nikki B, guys. All right, Andy. So uh, we kind of we kind of hit pause on our recording because uh, we were trying to beat everybody to the punch a little bit, and we realized shit. They haven't spoiled enough cards for enough cards for us to really do this. Yeah. No, we were we were we weren't ready for it. Let's just. Get to it. So we did got the legends out of the way. Yeah, we got the legends and planeswalkers out of the way. But let's kind of let's kind of jump into white and see what's good there for commander. What's good about white? 
Very little for Commander, dude. <laughs> Very little for me. I don't know. Yeah, the the least white player. <laughs> How many white decks I have? Do you have any? I have one, and it's a five color, so it doesn't. It's not. It's, it's just white by it's default because it's there. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't run. I just don't play white. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to turn over a new leaf this year. Are you? you? Know? <laughs> I turned over a green leaf last year. That's true. I, I totally did. It's true. And I you went from not having any green to owned. having a green. So I'll you, try to turn over the okay, white leaf okay. this year. The white lotus. Okay, give me a white card, bro. Um, she just go big. Go big. All right. Uh, so one that I I don't know. This is this is actually one that we would have missed if we had kept doing our recording. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing we waited till they were all spoiled. Axis of mortality. Oh uh, yeah. So four and two white for an enchantment. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, each uh, you may have two target players exchange life totals. Uh, that's oh. rad. I don't. It's kind of a little chaotic, honestly. But you like it. I like it. You like that. <laughs> you like that. You chaos boy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think that this deck. I mean, this card is. Uh, it's a little nuts. It's cool that it doesn't have to be you, I right? Can, you like, can just pick two players, right? You know, there's going to be moments where they're like. They have the same life total, you know. <laughs> no, just do it, huh? Lol, cause lol, cause lol. Yeah, I like that. I know that right away. I think a lot of people want to try to flash it in right before your upkeep, so you can get that and kind of surprise people. Yeah, yeah. Um, whose deck is this for, though, Kyle? Who who wants this? Well, deck? that's who the funny thing is, I'm deck? not actually sure whose deck it's for, but I just want to see it played in Commander because I think it has the potential to have a lot of impact. Um. I don't. I don't know. So we were talking a little bit about Lysia, actually. Okay. Right. Is this is this, is this for Lysia? Because you could just kind of use Lysia to kind of like because you can pay life to add stuff to her. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you don't actually put life gain in your deck. <laughs> <laughs> then you just forget the cost. You're going to pay eight mana. I'm for just going to pay four. eight mana. That probably wouldn't work very well. Let's be honest. Um, but she's lifelinks to the high, whole. Thing yeah, so is she'll just she keep it, keep bringing back. it back. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you could if you could do something. I think Lysia is probably a recent uh, legendary creature that you could probably use this card in that deck um, if you're clever. Yeah, I think it's one of those cards that's sort of a build around. Like you can't just toss it into your deck and, and expect and just it. Have to fun with it. Have like you got to have the deck functioning well for it to work. So we talked about trying to do a suicide deck around this. Yeah. Do you think you can do it? I think we should try. Should we try? I think we should so try. The idea is that you do not gain life. Right. And you, your entire concern is just to turn the, the 40 life total that you have as in, close into to zero something, as possible. Into something without dying and then switch your life total. Or if you can't do that... Create a state of undeath for yourself long enough to still switch around your life to <laughs> Right. So the cards I would want to say that they fall into the same basket as Axis of Mortality would be Phyrexian Unlife. Okay. Right? Um, because it keeps you from dying. Let's say, like, you just spam this, I'm crazy, button too hard, and you get yourself <laughs> below, below a life... Because... Um, even if your life total is, like, below... 
zero, like if it goes below zero, that's the one you want to switch over. Like you instantly jib somebody when right. you do that, right? But Phyrexian on life is two for two mana and a white, so you don't lose the game for an enchantment. Sorry, you don't lose the game for having zero less life. As long as you have zero less life, all damage is dealt to you as though it was a source of uh, that source had infect. So it's pretty much like you get an extra ten health. A little bit. Yeah, so as soon as they start damaging you, you're like, okay, uh, the infect clock is on right, now that I've are, reached you zero. Are, you are in a state of dead, right? Like, right. technically, like, if, if this enchantment gets removed, you would lose. This is the only thing keeping you alive. Right, but if right? you can switch through that with somebody, they're all of a sudden like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then you're you're still alive. It gives you time to figure it out. Um, there's a really, really crazy one, which I don't, I wouldn't recommend it, but Lich's Tomb, it's four mana for, a, for an artifact. You don't lose the game for having zero life. Whenever you lose life, sacrifice a permanent for which one life you lost, though. Uh, yeah, so that one's like, I'm really trying to hold on to get the life switched over. Um, there's another one that's kind of crazy, like puts you within, within striking distance of, of I'm... I'm in suicide, which would be form of the dragon. So it's four, a red, and a red, and a red. At the beginning of your upkeep, form of the dragon deals five damage to target player. At the end of each turn, your life total becomes five. <laughs> also, creatures with flying can't attack you. Dude, so, I, I, I freaking love that one. I think that one's probably one of the more flavorful ones for that. Yeah, like you're just going nuts. But the thing is, is that you would switch your... So you your life total becomes five. Right at the end of the turn. Right. We make it around, and then because you control both these permanents, you would switch your life total and then upkeep them five damage. And right. that's that, and they're out. Right, exactly. And then it basically, if they don't have flying, they can't attack you, so <laughs> you're just... I don't know. Let's try it, man. Let's I try, think, I think we need to. Like, we, we need to... I think that's going to be one of our commander up, works for that upcoming moment. episodes, is we'll figure out a commander for it and try to see if we can build... A suicide deck. Uh, I actually want to see it played. I want to put it on the table and just be like, yeah, let's see what happens. And people will freak out. Uh, I got a white card for you, Kyle. Okay, what is it? Bishop of Rebirth. Ooh, Bishop of Rebirth. So three, a white, and a white for a vampire cleric with uh, three, four vigilance. But it says whenever Bishop of Rebirth attacks, you may return target creature card with converted mana cost or three or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. So when they had tryouts for the role of Sun Titan... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Bishop of Rebirth was relegated to Junior Varsity. Right. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally we're getting to see that game. I don't understand the sports reference. I was sure. thinking it was more going to be like... Oh, we're talking about playouts for... The, I was thinking it's going to be more like for movie a play. Aud- audition. <laughs> It wasn't quite as nuclear having the Bishop of Rebirth. Like, the Sun Titan was kind of like, oh, shit. So, yeah, diet, caffeine-free version of of Sun Titan. It doesn't have an end of the battlefield trigger like the Sun Titan right. does. Isn't a 6-6 like the Sun Titan does and doesn't do it. But, uh, I don't know, since, since Sun Titan, I mean, I don't know. Because Sun Titan you, is a permanent right. that's three or less, right? This for, is a creature. Right, I would say for this card, like, if you went out of your way to put the Sun Titan in your deck... Because of what you were trying to target with it, like grabbing those three permanents and up, then I don't know. Maybe you need to evaluate whether you want have redundancy to that, and this is your option. Right, right. Uh, give me another white card. Um, let's see. What are, what's a white one that I wanted? Oh, let's just do let's 
Let's just do the enchant, the legendary enchant here. Oh, yeah, what is it? So we've got Legion's Landing. It's just one white mana, and it's a legendary enchantment. Okay. So when Le- uh, Legion's Landing enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Um, when you attack with three or more creatures, transform Legion's Landing. And then it becomes Adanto, the first fort, which is a legendary land. You can tap it for white, or you can pay two and one and create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Uh, as they say, mediocre. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's good for white weenies. Probably good for Brago could abuse it. Oh yeah, huh? Because you can keep getting a lifelink white vampire mm-hmm. until it becomes a land, and you can't until it becomes a land, and then it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, probably good for what's his face too. What's his guy, uh, Edgar? Oh, Edgar would like it. Right. I, I here's here's the problem I have with white token creation is, like, <sighs> gather the townsfolk happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just that's really it's really efficient. Or to- lingering souls. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. there's there's not all token creation obviously is created equally, and I just. I don't know cards like committing this. for committing four lands to make one because that's how much you have to tap the land. Yeah, and, you have to tap and, the land itself and, and generate the, three other mana. So yeah, it's, it, to get one. Yeah, it's just it's really inefficient. But there's others that we've seen that are just like it. So like Oketra or Heliod. Right. These are gods that produce tokens and they're similarly costed to get a similar body out of it. And it's just I don't know. It, white token creation's weird. Okay. Uh, let's let's. Let's do some more white. How about Ashes of the Aberrant? So one and a white. Whenever or play, it's for an enchantment. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or activate abilities from uh, in cards in graveyards. Whenever a creature dies, you gain one life. It's <laughs> pretty hot. That is way hot. So let me ask you um, about our current ban. I just want to like reach out and figure out what you think about this. Right. Okay. Do you think this kind of fits the criteria of automatic graveyard hate? Yeah, so we have the uh, the rest in peace. Right. And then what's the ley line? Uh, ley line of the void. Ley line of the void. Right. We don't allow those in our meta um, because they're just... Yeah, they just... Well, they aut- lock out red and black. Yeah. I mean, unless they do Spine of Vishsaw or Scour from Existence or Universal Solvent or, you know, I mean, like they have to use a colorless option to get rid of it. But if you have a if you're having reanimation in those two colors of any kind, like we're trying to use the graveyard at all, these just they shut them down. So and it's really hard to get out from under them. So what I what I think, <laughs> like our our house rules, what I think we do is is sort of a little bit geared towards people that are less experienced or less skilled. Because like you pointed out, like there are actually answers. Um, that you can get in black mm-hmm. and red yeah. to deal with with these type of permanents that are going to lock your graveyard down. Um, the problem is, is that like, are those people that like, is someone that's newer or maybe not as good at deck building? Are they going to figure that out? Right. So, are they going to come to the table with a deck that needs to use its graveyard, and then they just can't because people have these cards in their deck that just utterly disallow it? I don't know. Like, I'm inclined to say, like, the, the competitive part of me is inclined to say, like, you have answers. Like, just deal with it. But the problem, though, is that, like, these answers are super easy. 
like Ashes of the Abhorrent and Rest in Peace, they're two mana. Is it Rest in Peace two mana or is it three? Yeah, Rest in Peace is two. So, like, they're... Lay on the Void's more, but it has the option of just being in play from the start. Right, you can just put it in play from the start. Like, they're just... So this one's a little different, though, because it just says you can't cast cast spells from the graveyard or activate abilities from the graveyard. Right. if you cast, I don't know, um, Animate Dead, you're you're enchanting the creature out of your graveyard. Yeah, that spell is what's doing it. Right, so this is like, I don't know, Gravecrawler, Flashback... Mm-hmm. I mean, this this deck would be annoying for me to deal with with Mizzet because I recurse so much. Cast it kind of shuts her off for right. a minute until she can bounce it, but she can never really get rid of it other than, you know, because blue, black, and red, they just don't have a way to just, okay, I'm getting rid of that. Right. Other than, yeah, you, you know, the colorless options I mentioned. So I don't know. It's something that we do in our meta. It's going to be a good card. If this isn't part of your meta... To keep automatic graveyard hate out. Yeah, like, you need to put ashes of the you, abhorrent yeah, to use. This is a good option. It's, <clears throat> if if anything, only just for that. When any whenever a creature dies, you just gain some life. I think I think if you're doing like an an Orzhov tokens thing, Tesa in particular, um, you're yeah. This this is like an auto include I think in that deck because you're just going to gain so much life. Yeah. Um, okay, hit me with a different card. Okay. Uh, so this is another one that I'm actually... I think this is probably just exclusively me that's interested in this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Inspiring Cleric. It's an uncommon. It's a 2 and a white for a 3-2. Um, when Inspiring Cleric enters the battlefield, you gain 4 life. Uh, really? Oh, for what's his butt? Brago will gain 4 life. <laughs> is that enough <laughs> like for each you? turn. Is no, that enough to, I, actually to... Pro- I actually probably won't put it in the deck because I, just, I have it built too competitively right now. Uh-huh. But I think if you're doing, if you're doing like Brago or Rune, um, that's a pretty juicy life gain ETB. Get four life. It's, it's good. Yeah, I mean that you've got a pretty do- tuned list. I'm like, I'm wondering if four life's really going to save your ass. Or no, no, I don't. Like, I don't think I don't think my Brago deck is in a position where it needs something like that because I used to have the Soul Sisters in my deck. Uh-huh. Because I'm just going to be having so many creatures enter the battlefield. And plus, you know, the more players playing creatures, the merrier. For Do you have Oblivion Ring in, in Bravo? I actually don't. I don't use those effects. Because when they leave, it just comes back? Well, I mean, there are things you can finagle to actually exile things. Like Permanently. Com- combo things off. Hmm. To, I, don't, I, don't, I choose not to do that because I think I'm copying you guys hard enough already. Yeah, it's a hard... Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I can think of one more... Well, two more. So I've got uh, Tokotli Honor Guard. Creatures, so it's a, a human soldier for a 1-3. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Okay. In your face, Brago. <sighs> but it's only creatures. It's only creatures. But creatures is pre- a pretty big deal. Like right. that's So no no great whale anymore. No palancrime. <sighs> right? Get, get fucked, dude. Get fucked. Tokotli on her guard. Look how dead serious that guy is. Dude, too. that guy is... Or her. It might be a chick. Super serious. Um, did we talk about the board wipe? Is there any board wipe, dude? Well, it's a pseudo board wipe. Oh, hit me with it. What is it? Settle the wreckage. Uh, so it's two and two white for an instant. Mm-hmm. I know you like that, Andy. I do. Um, exile all attacking creatures target player controls. Huh, that, player, that player may search his or her library for that many basic land cards, put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. That's not so hot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta exile, like you gotta protect yourself, right? Like, <laughs> are you gonna die? You no, know, it's are you gonna true. die instead of giving them a ton of land? Ton of land, because that's 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 what needs to be addressed is the land path of ex- path of exile or whatever. Like, I'm just gonna start calling a path of exile, man. Um, <laughs> I don't ever keep I, them straight. I can myself. never keep the two straight. Um, <laughs> That's just an objectively good card, but yeah, it's usually meant to handle one big ass guy. It's like, well, this right. one, I don't know, man. Like, sometimes you just you gotta stay alive. You gotta stay in the game, and they you just wipe, you just exile their entire line, right? The right, exactly. Players like losing, it's just gone. losing their mind now, right? They were planning on getting some of them sweet, sweet dethrone counters, and even if they did, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not gonna hit you, and they're going into exile forever. So I think it's okay. I don't. I think the drawback is is not an uh, I don't know like and pretty soon like when you deal with cards that have or here's the other thing is like you'll be dealing with decks that have multiple colors they might not have that many basics right ones true. that are really heavy no that's tuned. true so you're not actually going to end up I don't know getting hurt that badly yeah. I suppose like my three color deck like Zur to give you an example I actually don't I have like maybe four basics in it it just worked <laughs> out that way when you run like a budget mana base. You can get you can get those basics replaced pretty quick, which oh, I actually yeah. don't recommend it. It's actually pissing me off. But just saying, this isn't this this card should be considered for sure for a white. Deck. So I think we had a, a sort of similar conversation. I think with Hour of Devastation that might be relevant here. Okay, is that there are cards I think that if you look at them in isolation, you're going to kind of think like, yeah, that's not that's not good. Um, like getting to exile their stuff, but then giving them all that land so they can just dump out other things. That's probably not good. But like we had this conversation with the, uh, like Oketra's last mercy, you know, where it was one of those cards where like your lands you control don't untap during your next untap step, you know, okay. where it's kind of like, you have to understand you're probably going to use this card to not lose. Right. That's the context for losing this card. Anyways. Yeah, I, I to me like settle the wreckage is a maybe. I might consider it for some decks. We got any other white cards? Uh, the only the only other one that I was thinking was Sanguine Sacrament. It's the X and two white for the instant. You gain twice X life. Put Sanguine Sacrament on the bottom of its owner's library. So it's ang- Exsanguinate, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's ex. It's not nearly as good as Exsanguinate. It ain't Exsanguinate, but. I mean, getting to double your X, I guess, is nice, but you don't get the other side of taking well, that away from X people. X times three with Exsanguinate. Yeah, it's true. Exsanguinate is fucking nuts. Dude, I'm... I, I, Exsanguinate is fucking nuts as a card, man. I love it. I lo- I'm just so... It's so good. It's a really good card. All right, we're moving on to blue. Yeah, let's do blue. What, what blue card do you have for me, Andy? Oh. Okay, what? Should we do... Yeah, let's just do blue. What? What's, what I was like, do we want to do that legendary like enchantment cycle, or do we want to just go by color here? We can go by color. I mean, there's we can do the legendary enchantment cycle. Let's, let's just let's just do the do by color. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. Blues Blues kind of doesn't have a lot of lot going for it as far as commander goes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to black. Let's move on to black. You don't have a single card in blue. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, there's the search for Azkanta, right? And I'm thinking, like, who wants this deck or in their deck? And I'm thinking, like, maybe Sidri or Sidisi. And so it's 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 one in a blue for a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top card of your library. 
you may put it into your into your graveyard. So it's not even like look at the top card, <laughs> and it doesn't even get you any more card draw. Like you can no, just get rid of it. No, it's like a half scry, right? Which which in some decks that is better than actually scrying, okay. like like Sidisi or Tassiger or any 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 blue. I mean, maybe even the Mimeoplasm. Um, okay, sorry. So you may you may put it in your graveyard. Then, if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, you may transform the Search for Azkanta. And now it becomes Azkanta, the Sunken City. You can add blue to your mana pool. It's a land now. So you can add blue to your mana pool, or you can pay two and a blue and look at the top four cards of your library and reveal, the, reveal a non-creature, a non-land from among them, and put it into your hand, then put the rest of the bottom of your library in any order. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of mana commitment to do something that's kind of like a... And anticipate pretty much the only fetches really non, mediocre thing to yeah, do non creature stuff. So uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Right? I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. So I have like a very specific one to ask you about. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, overflowing insight in Mizix. <sighs> so it's four and three blue. Yeah, which is probably problematic for Mizix a right. little bit. Big color commitment. Yeah. Target player draws seven cards. That's three blue to draw seven cards in your Mizzix deck, Andy. Yeah, it's seven to draw seven. That's pretty much what it works out to be. So card draw, to me, it seems like it, it's it's kind of headed towards it costs one more mana to get an extra card. Like, it goes from one mana to get one card. So something like Ponder, mm-hmm. which is a b- busted card. Brainstorm, which is also a busted card, mm-hmm. right? But most of the time, those effects are a little weird, right? So you got blue at instant speed to draw one card, and then something else happens, like I don't know, thought thought scour, or or even this, or even this one they're dumping back in here um, in this set, like to be more, you know, on point about what I'm saying. Uh, opt, right? So opt so lets you scry, scry, lets you look at the lock, scry one, and then draw a card for instant speed. So it's a pretty good card, right? Okay. But once it seems like you get to do draw two cards, the the cost goes up to three. It seems like, yeah, right. Rarely ever does it let you go get two for two for two for two. Yeah, because the card here replaces itself. You don't really net an extra card in your hand. Gotcha. You just to you just opt to another card. You just ponder. Yeah, you get to look at the top three, but in the end, only one ends up back in your hand. Right. Sure. Right. Ponder and brainstorm and or ponder brainstorm and preordain. They're kind of like corner case cards when it yeah. comes to card draw. Like yeah. They're objectively powerful. Uh, even Taxian Probe is really good because okay, it, yeah. it's below that threshold. You pay two life yeah, you and you get to peek on get somebody. It. But I don't know of a lot of like, hey, pay two mana, draw two cards. Right. It goes to Divination, which is pay three mana, draw, draw two, two cards. And it goes all the way up the chain. Like if you start looking at like different cards that do that, and then and then on top of that, if they're instant speed. The cost is actually more. Drawing it right before your turn begins. Oh, yeah. One would be like Opportunity, right? Okay. Opportunity, I think, is, what is it, five mana to draw four? I think so, yeah. Right? Uh, There's, well, okay, hang on. There's, there's, Jace's Ingenuity is, is, is my is my go-to for this. No, yeah, sorry. It's six mana. Oh, yeah, it's six. It's six Target mana to draw four, four, but you're at instant speed. Yeah. Jace's Ingenuity is five mana to draw three. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're not gonna, they're not going to let you replace the card you just shot. Right. So this brings me to this card, right? Um, it costs how it costs seven, it nets you seven. That's why it's a mythic. 
Okay. I was thinking like, why the fuck is this a mythic? <laughs> like, how is this a goddamn mythic? Right. Right. right what right. is this going to do? Like, I, I, it, it annoys me. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't know how to evaluate this card. I could tell you this card would be really good if it was instant. Oh yeah. I probably would actually put it in, in Mizzix because it's basically a blue, blue sun Zenith. Right. But minus that shuffle ability, which I don't know. Do you really need, do you really care about that after you've drawn seven cards? Like, Oh, I need to encounter it another time. <laughs> like blue sun Zenith is fine because of two things. One. Yeah. It folds itself back into your, back into its library. Sure. And two, it's instant. Okay. The big thing being it's instant. We go all the way around the table and I haven't had to respond to anything. Thank God. You're like, okay, now I that I didn't use that drop mana, all my blue gonna... and whatever experience counters I've got and whatever else red and like right before my turn begins and just yak some cards out. Sure. But I'll never get the amount of card. So it's seven mana with the blue sun Zenith. Sure. I'm only drawing four cards. Right. Where seven mana with the overflowing insight, I'm drawing seven cards. Yeah. And that goes further down. Eventually, it will be blue, blue, blue. Getting four experience counters with music is not that big of a deal. No, so exactly. Blue, 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 draw seven cards. That's... So, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. If it was instant speed, I'd say, yep, that thing's Definitely dope. in. I'd probably do it. With but it being at the, sorcery speed, you're kind of like, maybe, I, I don't, don't know. know. if I want to... I don't know. I don't know. It depends how deep we are in the game. Because think about how often you do the wheel effects that, like... Give they other people cards. They don't eat up four islands. Anyone who's playing, three. yeah, sorry, three. Anyone who's playing with a, with a with a deck like Mizix, you need they, your islands. They don't want to be tapping their islands. No, you, no, I get you. I get you. Right. Okay. If this, that's... Thing was, if this thing was four four red red red, draw seven, discard seven, <laughs> or discards or, or or wheel effect for that much, I probably I don't know, man. I'm I'm inventing cards now. This one's just hard for me to evaluate right now. Okay, I'll try it. Just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, and one turn I might be like, "Fuck!" I just played three blue and drew seven cards. I don't give a fuck. But a lot of, <laughs> you know, if I'm out of hand, I'm out of hand. Why do I need to be leaving blue up anyway? Sure, I have nothing. No, to that's that's a good with. point. That's a good point. If I'm drained but out, then is it a dead card for a while when you're like, "I'm not ready to do this," and right. it's just sitting there in your hand, it's in my way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you um, have, do you have a blue card, Andy? Because I got a couple I want to actually ask you about. If you if you don't have it, hit me with another one, man. So, um. So which one, uh, oh shit. You know what, let's do that. Let me just throw this one out there. Okay. Um, we've had some recent conversations in, in some other episodes about stealing stuff. Yeah. There is a, a stealing spell here that, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've seen anything quite like this before. Maybe, maybe my exposure is, is limited with this. Um, because we don't do a lot of stealing effects. Entrancing Melody. Mm. So it's X and two blue. It's it's, sor- it's a sorcery, and it says gain control of target creature with converted mana cost X. Um, usually with stealing effects in blue, they're usually some kind of enchant. Yeah. So if a person can just destroy the enchant. Um, but the benefit of that being that, like, usually those are around, like, four or five right. mana, co- converted yeah. mana cost. So if you want to get a hold of something bigger, like, you got to pay for it. Right. But it's a sorcery. It just becomes yours, right? Like, Yeah. So because it's a sorcery, yeah, it, 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 what, who, who would care about that? Because there's enchantments that gain control of creatures. So the only people that would care about this deck is this uh, Spellslinger deck. Right. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say pass on this because dominate exists. <laughs> so dominate is the exact same thing, except for you add one colorless to the cost, but now it's an instant. Gotcha. And it just says take control of target creature of converted mana cost of extra less. So there's a better card. 
For, okay. For for who wants this in their deck? Yeah. There is a better card. Yeah. Okay. Which a spell slinger deck should be able to handle that one colorless extra. Yeah. And be okay to do that at the at the option of doing things right before your turn begins, or as somebody attacks you. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Or whatever you feel like you want to do. Right. So it's not. It's only because of that. Other outside of outside of that, I guess. Yeah, it's objectively better than dominate because it's one less mana. Sure, but it's sorcery speed. Yeah, you know, and the decks that care about that and, want to stay on instant speed. And again, the other thing, I, like I brought up, is most of the enchants you're doing that with, like mind control or things like that. Yeah, they're... maybe in Melic because if it comes off the top of your library, you can twin it, and you're doing mostly things at instant sorcery speed with that deck anyway. Mm, I guess. Okay, uh, maybe Kess. To recur it. So you can do it again. But, I don't know, you have access to black with her. It might just be better just to kill the damn thing. <laughs> Rather than just for, take for it. way less mana. Like, just, yeah. just yeah. flash back that... Go for the throat. Yeah, bro. that that was that was one of those me, cards me, that I was just, them terminate just kind of like... I was curious, like, does this... What does Andy think? Does this have a yeah. place in Commander? Yeah, you got another one for me? Um, So I just want to... Like, uh, I don't know... Ixalan is definitely running on this tribal theme, right? Okay. So, so let's just point out this this tribal enchantment this here. This gem, uh, deep root waters. I don't know that it's a gem necessarily, but uh, it's it's pretty good, I think, for the Merfolk tribe. So it's two and and one blue enchantment. Whenever you cast a Merfolk spell, create a one one blue Merfolk creature token with hexproof. So, you know, I mean, I kind of brought up that value of token creation. Like this is. Just so much better than that white fucking token creating enchant that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had uh, I had the Sig River Guide deck right. Um, if I'd have had if I'd have, you know I mean there there is a would comp- this have gone in there. I probably would have put it in. Like, yeah, that's what this that's who wants this Merfolk deck. I challenge you to make a non-blue or Merfolk deck, <laughs> and then get the fuck out. It's it's a cheap, cheap. enchantment. Um, that just gives you tokens, hexproof tokens, mind you. Yeah. Um, just for playing your tribe. Right. Hook me up. Put it in. Yeah, I'd hook you up. I got a blue one that I think is pretty interesting, right? Kind of following the tribal theme. It's the arcane adapt- adaptation. Okay. So as arcane adaptation enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control that are the chosen are, are the chosen type in addition to their other types. Same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards that uh, creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So one's in the graveyard, one's in your hand, all of that become that creature. Yeah. So it's like Xenograft, right? Yeah, I'm and into that. conspiracy, but better. So I, when I actually saw that, I was thinking, because we recently did our... Power creep. We did our episode um, talking about... Uh, I did Unesh and you did Neheb, right? Yeah. So talking about Unesh, like one of the challenges is there aren't enough sphinxes to use yeah, yeah. like to be effective. Right. Well, guess what? Arcane Adaptation helps that deck along. Perfect for it. It does. Um, I think it's a really nice That's one. the thing about this, this kind of card, though. Like a lot of tribal decks are very careful to put their tribe in there. And yeah, they can deviate. Like, I don't know. Let me try to give you an idea. Let's say that you were doing a um, an elf deck, right? Okay. And you, well, fuck, because this doesn't work because this is blue. Let's say you're doing a blue-green elf deck. Okay. Right? 
and you want to include things that aren't elves, but they're objectively good blue green cards. Yeah, yeah. Like, or even just green cards that aren't that aren't meeting it. Like, let's see, you have your consecrated sphinx. Well, now it's an elf, so it gets the it gets all of the benefit that you're giving your elf tribe. You can you can bounce it back with your wirewood symbiote. You can untap it with your whatever, right? Yeah. Or um, trying to come up with some more stuff. Let's say you're playing this new pirate deck and you're not quite getting there with with useful pirates. Yeah. Right? And I think but that- there's a lot of deals combat damage to a player and they're good. So like I don't know the Shadow Mage Infiltrator, right? Okay. Like you want that card yeah. or or you know, you want that card in there, but it's just not a pirate, so it doesn't trigger your command. And I and I, sh- and I think that should be mentioned. Like, if anybody's doing like Admiral Beckett Brass, like this card has to be in your deck. It has to at be. least until the next set comes out and you get more pirates. You know, yeah. Like it's just I don't like, know. There's the, I, and I, I'll walk the plank. I don't. Then. I, don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that that they're doing some tribes that aren't very well supported, mm-hmm. and there's a card like this in that set. I, I, it's, it just doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. Okay. Um, I got, I got, I got one more that I want to share from blue Andy. Okay. I'm actually kind of excited about this one. What is this? The fleet swallower. What is that? dude? So five and two blue for a fish and it's a six, six. Whenever fleet swallower attacks target player puts the top half of his or her library rounded up into his or her graveyard. God damn. It's traumatized. Yeah. Phoenix, you're welcome. So you're gonna load that into Phoenix? You betcha. It's half the library, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, and it's when they attack. Yeah. It doesn't even need to. At- it doesn't even need to connect. Like, here's the nice thing: is it's like it's so. It's just so perfect, I think, for that strategy because whenever it attacks target player, it doesn't have to connect. It's not when it deals combat damage to a player, and it doesn't need to be the player that you attacked. Just. Interesting. Mill somebody. Like, somebody decided that they're not playing a creature-heavy deck. Fine, I'll attack you with a sweet flop. Sweet, the fleet it is, Does it have to swallower. hit again? You... No, it doesn't. No, attacks. It doesn't. God damn. Whenever it attacks. Yeah. So, and plus, you don't get that much card mill from pretty much anything that's just direct. I mean, you can kind of combo into doing things like that, but something that directly does that... <laughs> Or Lazav, I think, is your other... <laughs> to give you all the options. Yeah, like, if you just want to, like, have everything be a possibility from somebody's deck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's some interesting blue cards. There's River's Rebuke, Return All Non-Land Permanents to Target Player Controls of Their Owner's Hand. It's four blue and a blue. It's basically like a Devastation so, Tide, but for one person. Yeah, for one and person. I just wish it was instant speed. Well, yeah, that was kind of what you I was know. thinking. I was like, eh, it's I not instant a lot, speed. But it really, if it was, it'd be just like, cool. Well, you want things to be responsive, right? Right, yeah, I do. Um, there's the spell swindle. So it's three, a blue, and a blue. Counter-target spell, create X colorless treasure artifact tokens where X is that spell's converted mana cost. They have sacrifices artifact, add one of mana to your mana pool. So it's kind of like a... Mana drain a little bit, but not yeah. remotely, but not even. But hey, well, hey, I mean, at least you get a bunch of artifacts. At least you're not like having to use that mana right now. Yeah, it's not something that's forcing you into using it at the moment. You have it available to you for right whenever. I mean, the other ones don't really. I mean, I don't know. Like plasm capture lets you use it later. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, that's yeah, getting outside it, your color. Right. But like, bit. but what I mean is like, it's just the next main phase that you get it. Sure. And then it goes away. Right. Sure. But this one, it's like even if you don't use it that next turn. 
even during that next or even if you just use that and then keep all of your lands available yeah a little bit over time it's just it's just heavy-handed uh it's a lot i don't like counter spells that cost this much well they have they have to have a good reason for them to be that costed that much like because you're gonna be holding it wait like i found i feel i I find myself thinking like i'm gonna hold this card and try to counter some big ass thing Mm -hmm. it's like well what is it for like is it a mana ramp spell like just put high tide in your deck (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, am I, is it a ramp spell or is it a counter spell? You know? Both. <laughs> it's both, bro. That's why it's five mana. Uh, any other blue? Or do I, we... I don't have any more blue. Yeah, dude, fuck blue, dude. Yeah, All right, no. give me give me a black card. Okay. Um, let's just look at this mythic, dude. What mythic? Boneyard parlay. What is that? <laughs> I don't even know that I'm into it. So okay. it's five and two black. Exile up to five target creature cards from your graveyard from graveyards. An opponent separates those cards into two piles, put all cards from the pile of your choice onto the battlefield under your control, and the rest into their owner's graveyards. That's pretty weird, and it's pretty expensive it's to mana. not have There's Rise full of the contr- Dark Realms. Exactly my There's thought. Sepulchral Primordial, right? <laughs> Like, why is it that much mana, dude? It's just, like, it's just nutty. Like, Did they just hire a guy and they're like, make us a big-ass black spell that pulls some shit out of some graveyards. And he's like, this is what he came up with? And it's like, yeah, dude. And he's never played Magic the Gathering. <laughs> he's never played, like, a Commander game. <laughs> Who's this for? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that... I guess it's recursive, again, with Kess, I guess, I, I, and Drownu, I, I guess. But is that what you're wanting to do? Yeah, am I going to blow... Seven mana to get a giant ass graveyard just, only factor fiction. I just think if you're getting up to that point in black, like be a little more patient and yeah, Rise of the Dark Realms is coming your way. Like just I don't know. It's too jank. It's too weird. Yeah, grave 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 factor grave fact. It's or fiction. Yeah, exactly. It's stupid and it's seven mana. Like it's I don't know. Yeah, I, I just hope people they don't make put... the piles and you get to choose which one. I guess that's the only thing. That well, yeah, saves you, it. you pick the cards and somebody else makes the in. piles and then you get to, like you, you do have a decent amount of control with it. But okay. let me ask you about a black card, man. Okay, uh, how do you feel about Argwheel's Bloodfast? It's one in black for a legendary enchantment. You can pay two and two life to draw a card. What else does it do, Andy? Well, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have five or less life, you may transform Argwill's blood f- blood feast. I said fast. No, it is fast. It, it is, is fast, fast, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to drink blood. No more. Our Argyll's vision led him to the jungles of Ixalan. So he's like some zealotous, lunatic, like, vampire. Vampire. Because right? they're like conquistadors. Like, yeah. Like, these nutty whatever. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to drink blood. Is that his thing? <laughs> Anyway. It kind of it, it almost makes me think of the fountain a little bit. Like uh-huh. here's just this crazy conquistador like heading off into the jungles, searching for the fountain of life. Like it's out there. Like sacrifice. I don't know. It's- so what it takes us to is the temple of Alklazots. You can tap it, add black to your mana pool. So it's a legendary land. Sacrifice a creature. You gain life equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. But you gotta be below five life. You gotta be below five life for it to happen. So, so how about that suicide deck, dude? (laughs) How about that suicide deck? No, I'd never flip it, dude. I'd be like, fuck it, I don't want to flip it. Yeah, no, I'm. You may, nah, nah, dude. I don't have any creatures. So, so here's 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 the thing to me. I have the Erebos deck, right? And this activated ability is exactly what's on Erebos, right? Okay. Um, in terms of activated ability, so 
pay one in the black, pay two life, draw a card. I'm sold. I like it. Uh, there is greed that is cheaper in mm-hmm. terms of doing that. Uh, your card draw off of greed. Um, but you know, like I like I to me, it's a proven it's a proven valuable so effect. It's kind of like a diamond valley, right? You may sacrifice one of your creatures in exchange for a number of life points equal to the toughness. So pretty much, it just does that. Like you get you get. You sack a creature, it's a land that doesn't let you produce land. Sure. Meets half of a god of Erebus, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, or a god, god of Erebus. Erebus, god of the dead, right? <laughs> You're the god of Erebus. I am the god of so, Erebus. So, <laughs> Erebus is god. Kyle. <laughs> Dude. Who do you like, serve, death god? Who do you fucking serve, So, Kyle. So, like, so like the gods on Theros are putting dreams into people's heads. Uh-huh. Well, who's putting dreams into the gods' heads? Well, I'm putting dreams into Erebos. That's what you do. That's, that's how, what, what, that's I what do. you do on the weekend. It's, what you, it's how you like to relax. <laughs> I haunt Erebos' dreams. So, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had another nightmare about Kyle. <laughs> so, would you put it in your Erebos deck? Yeah. Why? Why? You are got it. Well, and I don't need to put it in Erebos. You got indestructible. But I would put it in other black decks is what I'm saying. Other decks have black. Huh. Um, so we talked about Lysia, right? Yeah. Like recently my Lysia deck build that I've, that I am Working in on. process of, of accumulating the cards. Okay. Um, I would put it in that deck. Huh? Because as you're gaining life, like you don't want to just count on using life for just one thing. Hmm. You need to use it, right? Like yeah. you don't want to just bank on, I'm going to have Lysia every time. And that's I'm where I'm going to pump my extra. But that, why not add one more? I do have greed in that deck list, but why not one more? I don't want you to use this because I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like it, man. It's just something about it. It just irritates me about this card. Well, so, I'm not going to intellectualize it further than that. So I just don't like this card. Let's, let's look at the other side of it. No. So Brad has talked about using cards that... Um, where you aren't using the full value of it, that okay. it's a waste. <laughs> yeah. Right? I guess. Yeah. Like, if you're at five life, you're fucked, dude. Like, you're so fucked. It, so what it's, are you going to be sacrificing? It's kind of like being like, oh, I'm going to use this card just for that one activated ability, even though it has all these other things it's capable of doing. It's like, yeah, that might be kind of stupid, actually. Uh, but I'm still going to try it. Uh, all right. Okay. I don't like it. Um, another black card hit me with one. Um, I was just looking at my red list and I was like, that's not, that's not black. That doesn't sound black. (laughs) That sounds highly aggressive. (laughs) Also doper. Uh, okay. Let me, let me find the one I was looking for. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was the, the, the fathom fleet cutthroat. I had a very specific question about this. So it's three and a black. It's actually just a common. So when fathom fleet cutthroat enters the battlefield, destroy target, Creature and opponent controls that was dealt damage this turn. No, why did I have that? That's not what I wanted. It's kind of weird, dude. No, it was Fathom Fleet Fleet Plundering. Fathom Fleet. What is it? No, Dire Fleet. I wrote them down wrong. So, sorry. Are you going to give me this card or what? I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm fucking it. Hit me with the card, dude. I'm misreading my notes. Dire Fleet Interloper? No, dude. That's dog shit, No, it's dog shit. I'm flipping through Dire Fleet right now. I'm like, search for Dire Fleet. Dire Fleet Hoarder? No, 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 no. I had a very, very specific question for you. Did I, did I Tormentor Dire Fleet? 
I'm just like slapping direfully on the stick. There. <laughs> you got nothing, do you? Yeah, I do. So let's just go to one of the vampire cards. Okay, Bishop yeah. of the Bloodstained. Uh, three and two black. So it's 3-3 three, three vampire. Whenever Bishop of the Bloodstained enters the battlefield, target opponent loses one life for each vampire you control. Um, Where could that go? Whenever Bishop Bloodstained is battlefield, target opponent loses life equal. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, did they ever make a good commander for Vampire Tribal? I don't think I've seen one recently. Me neither. All right, what's another Okay, fuck card? it. <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> Whenever an opponent... How about, how about this one, man? It's kind of like a new... Uh, new Megrim, right? So it's Raider's Wake. Three and okay. a black. Whenever an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. So Nakusa, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it has raid. So raid not meaning like the enter the battlefield. Like you get it, it goes off if you raid it this turn. Right, right. right. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, if you attacked with the creature card this turn, target opponent discards a card. Dude. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, right? I'm into it. It's a little bit like Liliana's Caress slash Megrim. Yeah. Bit. Uh, who, who wants it, though? Who, who wants this card? Probably... Nath of the Guilt Leaf wants that. Oh, that's Just for that so part. good. Plus, the way I actually attack, right? Nath lately, haven't um, we? Yeah, Nakuser, right? Another Nakuser definitely wants another it. Another one for that sure. does that. Okay, let me give you uh, an enchantment here that I'm actually kind of intrigued to see people try out. Okay. <clears throat> um, in Commander, I think, is, is the format where it's going to get wonky. Okay. Revel and Riches. Four, yeah. four and a black. So whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, create a colorless treasure artifact token with, yeah, you know, the drill. It produces one man of any color when you sacrifice it. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control ten or more treasures, you win the game. Yeah. So that's, that one's pretty command, commanderful. It's kind of like black market with a ho fuck part. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like black market, you have to use it on that turn. Sure. But... I don't know, this one's kind of like that, oh shit, like he's not using that, man. Yeah, so that's kind of like the weird thing about it is that um, with Black Market, it's just the oh shit about it is like, holy fuck, he's going to have a lot of mana on his turn. There's that too. But, um, yeah, but this one is kind of like, to win the game. holy shit, he has a lot of mana, and holy shit, if he gets too much of it through these treasure tokens. He'll just win. He'll just win. Like it's, he or she will win. Yeah, he, yeah. he or she, excuse um, us. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think in a really competitive meta, you would need to like flash it into play. Right you would, before your yeah. You, you definitely need to be able to flash so it in, wipe and then flash it in. <laughs> like it would be hard if that, were, people are really, you know. That's the play that I'm like waiting for is for somebody to just board wipe. I mean, you or, could be like a political ditz about it, like. Something dies, and then you just like, oh shit! I use that. Oh effect. whoops! Huh? Oh oops! Oh fuck! I don't know why I keep using these, man. I, <laughs> I, I should be saving for for my down payment on my win condition, right? <laughs> for my down payment on my win. And condition. then at the last second, just be like, oh, flash in some board wipe. Oh dope! I win. You know what I mean? Oh dope! dope. Yeah, tax yeah. return. I win. So yeah, that one's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know any any other black ones, dude. Black's got it. I don't know. There's this one, the Dire Fleet Ravager. That was, I think, I was just trying to figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck did I write in my notes that I was, like, so into? It's it was funny, because I knew that was the one. I was like, that has to be the one he's talking about, but fuck it. I'm just going to... She just let me, like, so drown, <laughs> drown in dire your pirate Fleet waters. Ravager. Three, uh, three, a black and a black. Orc Pirate Wizard. 
<laughs> so when Dire Fleet Ravager enters the battlefield, each player loses up to a th- uh, loses a third of his or her own life rounded up. Dude, Andy, are you turned on Menace right and now? Menace Death Touch. So he's he's for Inala. <laughs> right. Right? Right. But it's each player, so it's even hotter, dude, that you're losing life to. How about that suicide deck? That's what I was thinking. Is I was like, exactly like suicide deck and Anala. I'm I like, don't know. Do you want do you want your sweet sweet like offshore account losing that life though? <laughs> Pretty much the other players are your offshore account with this suicide deck that we're that we're like. Yeah, that's Gosh, that's I don't true. I want them to lose life though, because I want to switch it. I want to. I want to lose life. Yeah, that sweet sweet life. <laughs> But still, this one's amusing, and yeah, I just like I don't know. There's card cards like this. I think are dude, very, that's the spirit very of fun. commander, dude. Play the card, play the deck because it amuses. Also, Andy, it's an orc pirate wizard. Yeah, it's really weird. The orc, the orcs are here in this set. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, we got another black. I don't know. I don't think we do. I think black's dried up. There's okay. no other black cards. No more black exist. That's the only ones that were spoiled. Yeah, there's probably stuff like good for later but i don't know and then these really stick out is like they might see it into decks yeah no that's dude can i give you a red card dude? please so i i i i really like this card i realize that it's probably not needed but i really like it it's the star of extinction what so it's five a red and a red destroy target land star of extinction deals 20 damage to each creature and each planeswalker <laughs> Isn't that excessive? I don't know why I love that fucking card, dude. What, the art, all the all the dinosaurs are like, what? <laughs> what is that? What? It's like that. You're dead, guys. <laughs> so, so, you know, we had the eclipse recently. Yeah. Um, you know, like that sensation of like before the full totality, right? Like you went to where the totality happened, right? Yeah, I did. And I was, I was hearing in a place in Utah where it was about like 95%, uh, 94% somewhere around there. But there's like, you can feel everything around you is just darker, even though there's sunlight everywhere. I feel like this is kind of like the opposite of it. All the dinosaurs are like, wow, it's, it's kind of bright today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bright. Yeah, um, who wants this card? I don't know. It's pretty pretty hot. Well, pretty hot. If if what is it called? Um, what's the what's the what's the enchant that if a creature deals damage, it deals that much damage to to its? Is it repercussion? Oh, it's got to be. I'm, right. I was I was thinking of that like Boros like Minotaur. Oh no, like, yeah, it's when repercussion. It... Whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. <laughs> Get fucked. Get get fucked red style, dude, right there. Dude, that is ouchy. If you can, like, sack in response to this shot, like, if you're shooting the Star of Extinction... And you just, like, remove you all your creatures out, out of the way. Creatures. So, like, Marquisa or something that's, like, running a lot of... Because ex- <laughs> they probably run this kind of, kind of stuff anyway. Stuff like Repercussion. It's like, don't block me, because it's just... You're going to lose life anyway. <laughs> right? And I don't block, because I'm always going sideways. This is this is what red requires, man. Or the soul fire. Well, and the other thing to me is that, like, if you're playing mono red, like, how many board wipes like actual just fucking board wipes to so have yeah there's like chain reaction which kind of only works the, the the more creatures the better there's blasphemous act mm-hmm. that's like the uh, headliner for red yeah, there's board star wipes. storm but you got to dump dump a lot of red i like that one because it's because it's instant speed at the very least but you have to you have to pay a lot to get things wiped out there's the low end stuff like pyroclasm and molten or slag storm things like that that only clear yeah like one two three and down and two yeah. and down um 
But as far as ones where the damage is so high, a lot like of stuff pretty much everything's going to die. Yeah, so Blasphemous Act is one of those. Chain Reaction is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Soulfire Grandmaster, right? Oh, okay. One in a white lifelink. Instant and sorcery spells you control have lifelink. <laughs> what? Yeah, so you would gain a yak ton of life. <laughs> It's only for Jeskai, so it has to be a Jeskai commander that this is releasing the typing. That's actually a that's actually a really cool combo. But you can I pay, like that you a can lot. pay two. You can tape two and hybrid red blue, hybrid red blue. The next time you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand, this turn put that card into your hand instead of your graveyard as it resolves. So it's basically like give something buyback. This was the one thing, like you know, they on Reddit they always do that, like oh, this is now legendary. Right? Okay. Like, uh, what, what would be your commander, Har Har? Right? <laughs> this would be my one pick. <laughs> right? I wish this Soulfire Grandmaster w- was a legend. Just for that. Jesus. A lifelink instant and sorcery spell deck, plus I get to, like, give I can't even, buyback. I can't even, I can't imagine you with a lifelink instant oh, and sorcery deck. Look, you see people so annoyed with me having an actual life total that means a damn. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of... A, Kind of cool. Mizzix, Mizzix spell, pretty good. Yeah, definitely you can reduce a Mizzix the cost. spell. It's sorcery, though. Um, but, but hey, dude! Yeah, I mean, take what you can get, right? I like it. Uh, okay, so here's 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 a red one for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Burning Sun's Avatar. So it's three and three red. When Burning Sun's Avatar enters the battlefield, it deals three damage to target opponent. Three damage... So up to one target creature for 6-6 six, six dinosaur avatar. I mean, it's... I mean, in terms of... I don't know. In creatures... It's pretty good. It's a 6-6 six, six for 6 really that's doing damage. cast Inferno Titan. Yeah. No, you're right. But for your dinosaur deck... Oh, well, we haven't even been doing that. Like, we've got to go back to white then if we're going to be going over the dinosaur deck. I've had, I had some notes for that kind of stuff, but we've kind of been just glossing over that okay, kind of maybe stuff. Maybe we do that at the end of the episode. Be like, hey, by the way... When you do Gishath, because you have to. Cause Here you, we go. Because you gotta. Right. But yeah, that definitely is good for the Gishath deck, for sure. Because it doesn't say when you cast him and, and right. when you cheat him into play. Right, exactly. Right. And plus, you don't have a lot of dinosaurs to work with. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, their legendary enchantment cycle is actually pretty neat. Oh, hit me with it. So it's Vance's Blasting Cantons. So it's three in a red, uh, three in a red for a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast that card this turn. So it's like, um, God damn it! what's the name of that thing? It was in, there's a lot of parallels with Kanza Tarkir oh, huh. in this set to me, but uh, Outpost Siege, there we go. I was yeah. trying to think of the Siege. Gotcha. It's the, um, it's the cons mode for Outpost Siege. But then it says, whenever you cast your third spell in a turn, you may transform Vance's blasting sta- blasting cannons, which you'll never do. <laughs> you, won't, you won't flip it over. You'll never do. All right, into the next one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you'll get the Spitfire Bastion <laughs> if you want. It's a legendary land. Add a red to your mana pool, or you can do two in a red and tap. Spitfire Blast Bastion deals three damage to target creature and player. Creature or, or player. So... It's just not. It's not a commander it's, thing. It's four. It's four mana. Like if you're running this off of only lands, right? You have to commit four mana, four lands to shoot one thing for three. So it's four mana to kill for to lightning bolt something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a repeatable effect. I, I don't know. It's not that bad. I honestly, the only reason I'm saying you wouldn't transform is not because the transformed version is 
terrible because it's not that terrible. It's, it's just, just that I the would fans of blasting cannons is yeah. For mono red, I'd actually kind of want to just be keep playing off my library. Right. Right. What do they call that? Uh, you know, I don't know. There's probably a nickname for that effect where Bellicking. you yeah, <laughs> I don't know. whatever. Yeah, like where you exile it for that moment and you get it in that moment. You know, like I said, you can take what you can get. The 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 damaging land is Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle. Like, oh that's, sure, that's the de- that's the card you want to do because it just goes off, right? Right. Well, so so I don't know. I just kind of dumped Melek's name out there. Let me ask you, uh, since you're the, the Izet player, let okay. me ask you if this would fit with Melek. I, okay. I got a sneaking su- suspicion it might not, but okay, what? Uh, Sunbird's invocation, so it's five and a red. Okay. Whenever you cast a spell from your hand, reveal the top X cards from your library, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. You may cast a card revealed this way with converted mana cost X or less without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. It's I don't know. It just seems like a supplement. Does that make sense in that deck at all, or does it make sense not, anywhere? Well, not Melek, because what you're twinning is off the top of your library. Okay, that's right. That's so right. It says specifically your hand. Um, Whenever you cast a spell from your hand, reveal the top X cards from your library. X is that spell's mana cost. So it's not, cast- even, it's not where Melek takes advantage of it. Does it fit anywhere, though? Honestly, like, I could... No! I mean, I could... Huh. I mean, what's interesting to me about this is you can like you can it's dig down like, quite nice. It's kind of like Rashmi Eternity's Grafter a little bit. Okay. Right. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's X or less. It's it's a little bit like Rashmi Eternity's Grafter, and it's really le- it's it's I don't know. It's easy on it's easy on the. It's easy on the mana. The mana, that's for sure. Like it's only it's only one red. It's not like you're super deep into. Any kind of commitment for that, right? I don't know about this one, man. This one's actually kind of I like. I, I was kind of looking at bit. it, and I was like, I mean, I'm I'm not the red, you know, expert by any means. So I thought I'd sling it over to you to kind of assess it. But I, I it, it's one that seems intriguing to me. I think I like what I like about spells like this is there's, there's a little bit of chaos about them, and it's just kind of I like watching people do that kind of stuff. I don't think I'm... So here's the language on this card, and, I, and this is why I'm kind of, for, for, like, figure. So it says, whenever you cast a spell from your hand, reveal the top X cards of your library, where X is that spell's converted mana cost, period. Okay. You may cast a card revealed this way with a converted mana cost of X or less without paying its mana cost, but the rest of the bomb you're in a random order. It's not... Reveal, like, keep going until you hit one that's the same or less. Yeah, you. It's reveal all, like, so let's say you shoot a five mana spell, or mm-hmm. let's say a six mana spell, because then we know for sure you'll have six mana when right. you have this in, into play after right. this. So, is you, done. so you shoot six. Right. And like, pick you look one at of six. those six, and you shot that. And okay. then the and other it's five. Any card, like, it's not like it's not right. restricted to instance right. or sorcery. Rashmi says when you cast your first spell each turn, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a non land card with a converted mana cost of less than that spell, you may cast it without paying your mana cost. If you don't, then you would just draw it. So she. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, she doesn't put you all the way down, and then you have the option of picking whatever one best suits that moment. Right. It's actually not that bad. I, I mean, I... Because, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's because you can reveal all of them, choose the one you wish... And, and then the rest... put the rest on the bottom of your library. Yeah, man. So they're still in your library, like, if you're going to be trying to go find them. Um, I actually like it. The thing the thing that I was kind of wondering about for you would be, it is, it's six mana to get this thing set up. 
Yeah. But I don't know. Like if I put it in Smasher and Thrasher, my <laughs> Smash and Thrash deck, I'll hit that easy. You're like easy. And now I'm I'm fucking just chaining stuff out. Like who knows? Like sure, what I'm gonna sure. out of the top seven. Sure. Right? No, I gotcha. I gotcha. So I'm actually pretty hot for that. I mean, I don't know, like in in instances and sorceries kind of deck. I mean, eh, yeah. If you're trying to play that's, an that's instant a, speed, that might be a gamble. No, because you can't. It, it's hard to find a window like that. Because I ha- I was running like Sphinx Bone Wand, and it's really hard to find a window to drop this in. Mm. Um, plus, when you're operating on a deck that runs off of instants and sorceries, you kind of need things in your control a little a little more. Right. Like, you're doing the top seven, and let's say there's two cards. You're like, fuck! I really need that like counterspell but now I'm never going to see it. put it down at the bottom you know, of the and it doesn't, it's not relevant to what I'm doing right now because I can't cast it. Right. So I'll cast something else like I think this one's just good for like you counter your own spell. You can't you're actually not allowed to do that. Um like I think this one's really good for just battle cruiser decks where you're just like I'm going to load this shit up with big ass stuff and just go. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah, I might get lucky. It reminds me kind of like lurking predators for green. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But plus because it says a card and doesn't say, oh, it's the same type. Either. Yeah, it's just a card. Right. Like in so both instances, it doesn't cast, say, a, oh, yeah, like, cast a spell from your hand, yeah. like any spell. And, yeah, and you get it. Any card. And it doesn't say instead, right? It doesn't no. say that, right? No. It doesn't, so it's not like, it's not like a paradox. So what is that I, one called? Possibility storm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say like possibility that. storm, where you like you go until you come across a spell of the same type and cast it. I, I think it's pretty dope. Yeah, I I think looking at it a little more closely and giving it some some scrutiny, it's actually it's going to power your game ahead because it's so flexible on the type of cards you can use. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that one. I like that. I think it's just because the like because the mana cost is so high. But I don't know for what you're getting, and you get to choose whatever you from that huge stretch of what you revealed. Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down for it. Um, I don't know, man. We're running out of red cards. I already. didn't. I didn't have a big a big red list. Um, so I uh, there's t- kind t- of like a weird <clears throat> goblin bombardment, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's called the makeshift munitions. It shows a monkey like shoving a <laughs> shoving like a statue yeah, head down statue the cannon. Into a cannon. So it says. <laughs> Two and a red for an enchantment. You can pay one to sacrifice an artifact or creature and make shift munitions to one damage target creature or player. So it's like a shittier goblin bombardment with the option of sacrificing artifacts. I'm okay with that because, like, I don't know, slow bad. Yeah, like you've got your slow bad deck where that definitely fits. Right. When somebody tries to vandal blast, you're like, well, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Sorry. Uh-uh. You know, but then you have leaving mana up. So I don't know. It's, eh, it's an option, right? Uh, well, let me ask about this one. Uh, Tilanali Skin Shifter. Okay. It's two and a red uh, for a zero one haste. Whenever Tilanali Skin Shifter attacks, it becomes a copy of another target non legendary attacking creature until end of turn. What the weird? Um, can you get enough really cool non legendary creatures in your deck to make this worthwhile? Well, yeah. I mean, like I would say, <laughs> most of your. Whatever. <laughs> Whenever Tilanali's skin shifter attacks, it becomes a copy of another target non-legendary attacking creature until the end of the turn. Uh, yeah, I mean this is like a this is like an it's like a flame mush rider for less mana. Plus, it doesn't have that dash. Yeah. Um. Or. I mean, I'm I'm okay with this. I like. I feel like I would I would be assessing it as I'm building the deck. I have to admit, there's some decks that I've built where a lot of my creatures, like I don't have a ton of creatures, and the majority of them are. 
legendaries where I could just be like, mm, yeah, sorry, this isn't going to actually get me that much bang for my buck. But I like three mana to become a copy of something in, in red whenever you're attacking. Like, I don't know. It feels to me like red hasters like this that get you a lot of value like you're usually planning on losing them mm-hmm. after that turn like well now it's a copy of something that should be big and awesome right, right. like and you're like, gonna keep it around yeah um god i wish it was just a red clone i'd be freaking yeah. out if it was just a red clone yeah that's, that's kind of what i'm thinking I'm like this is haste. as close as you get i'd be like dang but it only it only clones during the attack, right? Yeah, your creatures too. So if it's just oh, until a, yeah, like you have to be if it attacking. Was just a red clone, that would be sick. Yeah, it's a little. Know. No, they hate red. Uh, well, com- yeah, for commander, uh-huh. I mean, they're trying to like. All right, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if we've got anything else other than I, that. I don't really have anything else. They've got some weird stuff going on. That's for sure. They've got like this. What is it? Trove of temptation. Each opponent must attack you or a planeswalker you control with at least one creature each combat, if able. <laughs> at the beginning of your end step, create a colorless whatever, whatever. Add this. So it's like it's they have to. How about that suicide deck, dude? <laughs> you're just asking for attack, like. <laughs> <laughs> and people will get mad if they know what you're gonna do. If they know the deck and they're like, "Fuck, he's just gonna switch life totals, man," or, or or make himself invulnerable and do like the soul conduit or tree of perdition or something, like I know he's gonna do it. Yeah, no, you know? that's that's that tree of perdition, dude. Yeah, yeah, switch your own life total with it, <laughs> right? I'm insane. <laughs> All right, should we move on to green? Yeah, let's do some green. Okay, give me a green card, dude. So, um, this is actually one that. Uh, Wait, where'd it go? What do you think of the Carnage Tyrant? Read it to me. So it's four and two green. It's a 7-6 dinosaur. Carnage Tyrant can't be countered. Trample Hexproof. Just a big fucking body. I think it's just a good-ass dinosaur. Like, it's probably one of the better ones, right? It's yeah. It's 6 for 6 that can't be countered, and it's Trample, and it's fucking Hexproof. Yeah, like, like if you want to stack some stuff onto it. Right. Just a big ass dinosaur, man. Um, yeah, again for the Gishat deck. Yeah, I mean, like it, it just goes. fits in there. Not that, like, I don't know. You're going to be trying to cast stuff from your hand a lot, but even if you can't, well, yeah, if know. you're going to, this one can't be countered. It'd be really cool if it says dinosaurs you control can't be countered. That would be awesome. And then you're like, all right, Gishat's come. We are. We're doing this. Right? <laughs> are you ready to get fucked? Yeah. Um. So we probably should just talk about it, dude. <sighs> probably should just talk about it. The green exploration legendary enchantment thing. Okay. So growing rights of it 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 Itlamok. Itlamok. So when growing rights of Itlamok enters the battlefield, you may look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Uh, put the rest in the bo- or put the rest at the bottom of, of your library in any order. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's but way what's cool. really cool is that at the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creatures, transform growing rights of Itlamok. Then it becomes Itlamok, the cradle of the sun. So, yeah. Tr- legendary land. Add green to your mana pool. Uh, add green to your mana Or you can tap and add green to your mana pool for each creature you control. Yeah, um, my Reese the Redeemed deck is is pretty hungry for this one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a pretty goddamn card. <laughs> I like I like the art on these two. 
Like there's just this barren canyon with a couple dinosaurs off in the distance and this one tree. With these Dude, people it's the, like it's the one with the it's the one with the star leaf in it, right? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that what they're trying to eat? Is the star leaf? Or That's whatever? right. They're trying to get to that valley. That's the one like, tree. But there's like, the everything's, sharp everything's like wiped wiped out, and there's that one tree left in that first one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a land before time, Gaia's cradle. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fucking awesome. Like since you, since guys cradles like I don't know a thousand dollars or something. Insane. May as well get your hands on this thing instead. Well, yeah, just might as well hook yourself up with this. I don't. Gonna be I, cheaper I think. I think if you're like if you're if you're tokening, this isn't going to be that hard to pull off. Oh, I mean, dude, like it's just it's just fucking good. Like, and what's good about it is that it actually has the ability to tap itself for just one green. Not even guys cradle has that. Right, right, right. It's true. So if you have no creatures, guys cradle, you can at least for use you. it for the green but here. Even with two creatures, it's like, and we already know you. We already know you have three or four, right? Because it flips at the mm-hmm. end of the turn. Thank God, not mm-hmm. that. Well, not the moment you have. Four, <laughs> if it'd be did. like, oh, dude, I'd, I'd fucking get me an envelope, dude. I'd. Write, I'd <laughs> I'd write somebody. Dear Morrow. Dear. Fuck you dear, for doing this to us all. <laughs> also, thank you. Also, thank you for magic. Also, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to insult also you. Also, thank you for doing this to us all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a really good card. Really. It's going to probably show up quite a bit, you know, probably. I, I would I would expect that it will. I mean, probably. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else? Green, white? Like, how about Shaper Sanctuary? It's one green. Whenever a creature you control becomes a target of spell or ability of, a, of an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Whoa. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like half of a freaking Leovold, I guess. Not yeah. the part that anyone gave a shit about, but... Wait, what was the name one, of that it's one, one again? Green. It's San- Shaper's Sanctuary. Shaper Sanctuary. Yeah, whenever an opponent or whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, dude, I'm you may draw a card. So I was actually thinking about this one, and I was just kind of like, is that like when people see that are they gonna are they gonna do anything? Like, are they gonna try and target your shit? I mean, I guess there's decks that they have well, to target your shit. They probably won't stop them. They're gonna give you the damn card, right? But it's so. And so, what's the other thing is they're not going to target this enchantment either, right? They're not going to be like, oh, no, use this caution just, grip on that shape oh, or something. Get rid of it. He's drawn so many cards, right? Um, here's what I think of: is I think of like Ristic Study, okay, where it's kind of like, I don't know. So you you got Ristic Study out this last weekend? Sure you were did. Playing. Um, for a good long while, people were paying the costs. Yeah, it was pretty annoying. But later on, like it but got it to where everybody down. I mean, no, they were. Yeah, you ended up. I think you ended up winning I that game way ahead because I, all of the mana people were. And then eventually, know. like we just got so behind, we were like, I can't afford to pay that cost. I got to do my thing. Yeah, I got to. I got to quit paying his taxes. So I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel like this card resembles that in that, like, the people that can you depend on other players for your card draw. Okay, and. Are they going to choose to allow that or not? <clears throat> yeah, I <clears throat> I think what's good about this one is that it's just one man. And nobody's going to remove it. That's true. And people, if they're going to kill your shit, they're going to kill your so shit. So I'm it's just, just think- kind of like a weird insurance. It's I think I'm looking at this more of like a skull clamp. Like some people put skull clamp in, just like well, hey, if it dies, I'll draw two cards. Like yeah, that's that's a lot. 
more i mean that's double the card advantage here sure most people are thinking like i just want to use this as kind of like a pseudo sack outlet you pay one to equip something to draw two cards is really what right that's really what it is for one ones for tokens but with this one it's like i don't know if somebody tries to kill your shit you just i'm just i'm just trying to put myself in the position of i'm thinking of so brago okay i played brago this last weekend as well um i got that reflector mage out okay and I was annoying. I was sending sending so sending annoying, shit dude. sending you guys' creatures back so to your hands. Annoying, dude. But in each of those instances, you guys would have gotten to draw a card. Yeah, because I was sending lots of shit I back. I think it would have saved us from that lockout. I oh. happened way too early. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Right? Yeah, it's not. I, it's not amazing, but it is one mana. I actually like it. What's another card? Um, dude, I I don't know if I like got. Board of red and green or something, but I like did not have that. Did many you, that you I didn't was see this into. Verdant Sun's avatar, dude? Oh, oh, fuck yeah! Isn't that all over your Ikratimna thing? Isn't that Big Butts tribal? Yeah, actually, that was that. So that Verdant Sun's avatar, five a green and a green for a dinosaur avatar. So that's neat. But whenever Verdant and it's so it's for five five. Whenever Verdant Sun's avatar or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you, you gain, gain life, life equal, equal to, to that toughness. creature's toughness. That's definitely going in that deck. Or if you're playing Doran, that's another place. Yeah, so it's probably for, like it. for Doran. What is it? Tristani. Tristani's another one, right? Because it'll it's, double it. <laughs> it doesn't say non-token, right? Yeah, because because Tristani does the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't give a shit, right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. With with Tristani, you could get double butt life gain. Right. Um, no, you're right. You're exactly right. Like, there's there's definitely some decks that that are hungry for Verdant Sun's Avatar. Which, by the way, what's going on with, like, all these dinosaurs and the Avatar dinosaurs? I don't know. What are they trying to say here, What's dude? happening, man? There's some... There's some... I don't know. Like, I don't know what constitutes an Avatar in their in their world. To me, like... Right? I don't know. Isn't av- an Avatar just, like, a projection of somebody else? That's what I would thought. Isn't that what that is? What is it? Like, like the avatar of woe. <clears throat> yeah. Or like, is it like the icon of, like, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of the, when they throw avatar around. Cause like the Ur dragon is an avatar, right? Is yeah. it an avatar? I know, I know what his face is. I know, I know, um, Arabo is, he's an avatar. Yeah. That's definitely an avatar. How about this? I'm going to look up. Well, if I Google the word avatar, I'm going to get slammed with a bunch of like blue skin porn. Right. <laughs> So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that right now. While you, while you, do you have your do you have your volume on max? <laughs> well, no. Do I have my headphones plugged in like always? <laughs> dragon avatar, sign of the Ur dragon. So he is, is a dragon avatar. avatar. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then what about the cat guy? Arabo? That's definitely. I know that's. I know that's an avatar. Robo is an avatar. So an avatar, by definition, is a manifestation of a deity or a released soul in bodily form on Earth or an incarnate uh, divine teacher. So we're or already... Or an icon or figure representing a particular person in video games or internet forums. <laughs> so either this dinosaur, this son's whatever dinosaur, is an internet forums avatar <laughs> of a dinosaur that actually is logged in somewhere trolling somebody... <laughs> This jokes. This jokes. Dog shit. Just like, but I'm just sitting here or, imagining like a T-Rex, like or whatever the verdant sun. <laughs> was. So pretty much like it's whatever the verdant sun was, right? I think we solved it. I think we guys. I think we. I think we, we solved figured it out. So, so whatever the verdant sun was, 
Well, and you this is what it chooses. To you look mentioned like, you mentioned that uh, that deity thing. So, like, we know there's temples on Ixalan as well. So yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get a god cycle. So, like, are we gonna get a god cycle on it? Uh, probably not. I would. I have, I would guess they're probably not gonna do it this particular block. Yeah, but maybe coming back to Ixalan will will uh, you know after they've had a chance to recover from that like. I don't know, like, who's the Avatar here, dude? Because there's Gishath, Sun's Avatar, but the other one's the Verdant Sun's Avatar. Yeah, So no, is there just right. a Sun, and then there's a Verdant, a Sun? Like, <laughs> how many a Suns are there, dude? Well, does it matter? Because, you know, that Star of Extinction. <laughs> <laughs> does it matter? Because all those dinosaurs are... <laughs> Are going straight. All those, all those dinosaurs are going straight to VHS. That's right. Like, <laughs> going straight to VHS, like Land Before Time Two. <laughs> okay, so now colorless, that, I think, is what we need to hit. Right? No, I, I got, I got, I got to know how many Land Before Times are there. You're gonna Google that. I gotta look it all up. All right, let me hit the let me hit the multicolored that aren't that aren't legendaries. Um, yeah, so there's gonna be a lot to consider here for pirates and. And for vampires and for dinosaurs, right? Ten. Um, so it's the hostage taker for pirates. So human pirate, when hostage taker enters a battlefield, exile target artifact or creature until hostage taker leaves the battlefield. So it's kind of like a blue uh, O-ring for creatures or artifacts. But you may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color so to cast a spell. So you pretty much jack something. Dude. Right? You just you just take it. Just take it. So you have one extra mana. Would jack that soul ring, right? <laughs> like the second you get it, and then I don't know, tap it and replace replace the cost and I, try to do something else. That's actually a pretty cool card. Yeah, it's pretty I'm cool. Really for into it. For, not even just necessarily for pirates, but just for black blue because like that's kind of a limiting color type too. Um, there's the Registar Alpha. Um, which I don't know if he's too big of a deal considering that Geishath already has haste, but all your other ones don't. So it's three, a red and a black. Red and a green. Sorry, red and a black. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> creature, dinosaur. Other dinosaurs you control have haste. When Registar Alpha enters the battlefield, create a 3-3 green dinosaur creature token with trample. So it's a 4-4. Four, four. So... I don't know. You're getting getting seven damage for five for five. Yeah, that's actually pretty Plus sweet. The three side, and the little the, guy. Three three will, is going to have haste. Little one's hazel. Something to consider. Um, the other one is this gladiatorial. What is it? Hang on. It's infuriated. Sorry, glad, glad, infuriated gladiodon. Um, whenever infuriated gladiodon enters the battlefield, it does one damage to each other creature. Well, a lot of these dinosaurs have enrage on them. I think that's what this was set up to be. So it's three, a red, and a green. For a 5-5, five, five. but when it comes into play, it just damages every other creature. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a pseudo-nukes tokens, but it yeah. also triggers that enrage ability on a lot of those uh, enraged dinosaurs. So I feel like that one's probably going to be important. So uh, let me throw throw out a, a dinosaur that I that's you know one of the gold bordered one okay. that I'm really excited for actually. Yeah. It's the uh, the belligerent Brontodon. Brontodon. So it's five a green and a white. Uh, it's a four six dinosaur. It says each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. So it's another So it's a it's another one to toss in with my Ikra Timna deck. Like if you're doing Ikra and you Yeah weirdly you get two dinosaurs have white that. available. Um yeah like you're gonna be Definitely using that because I, I have Doran in the deck and I, I forget the name of the enchant. There's a two mana enchantment that allows you to do this as well. 
Um, there's there's a third effect for allowing you to do combat damage with your toughness. Yeah, it's it's the more the merrier because it's going to make those big butt decks even better. Yeah. Um, there's the shapers of nature. They're one a green and a blue for merfolk. Just said, did I say merfolk was going to be another tribe for these multicolors? A little bit. Um, you can pay three in a green to put a one one counter on target creature. Okay. Or you can pay two in a blue and remove one one counter target for target creature and draw a card. Which with those with Simic, you're probably going to set up one one counters much more easily yeah. than this card will. But right. having the ability to remove a counter for three and to draw the card, to draw a card, is, that's going to be the value. Because I think people kind of go out of their way for cards like I don't know the Sage of Fables, right? Remove yeah. one one counter, pay two to remove one one counter and draw a card. Um, or the Zemic Guild Mage, which is a little bit more color committed. It's just kind of redundant to those two, I think. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a nice option if that that fits into a particular kind of strategy, sure. like Simic playing one one counters. Like that's that's a good good no space one's for that. Ever done that? <laughs> okay, you got any gold ones for me? Um, honestly, I think you covered the gold ones that that are there, and that was like I just wanted to get that belligerent Brontodon out. Yeah. Incidentally, there were thirteen Land Before Time movies, twelve of which were direct to home. Video. So one made it in the theater. They did thirteen of them. There were twelve that went. They were just straight to video. I mean, I know they were ruled for millions of years, (laughs) but it seemed like they were in a bad fucking. They also ruled from nineteen ninety four to two thousand seven. They went from nineteen ninety four. Dude, when I was a kid, I loved that movie. I mean, nineteen eighty eight was a theatrical one, but after that, they did the straight to straight to VHS. Yeah. From 94 to but the baby shark tooth stripped the freaking terror right out of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember like the first, like the first Dude, movie, I remember I was, like, watching that being like, that's scary. Right, like he's killing people. And then, like, I don't know, there's a baby one. <laughs> By then, I was like, I don't know, like approaching junior high, and I'm like, this is a bunch of fucking idiots. They, they, they've ruined this franchise. They've it's, ruined it. So, and so began my snobbery. <laughs> I became such a snob after that. Thank you. Fucking land okay, we gotta move on time. to color, color, Yeah, let's artifacts. do some artifacts and See, stuff. See, this is actually a really good section. Normally, we just kind of like bleh. Yeah, like, and I think the other benefit is but that we got ahead of ourselves, and usually by the time we get to the end of a review, we're like two or three hours in. We're like, oh, I'm done. I'm fucking wasted. Well, dude, but, prepare your ass, dude, because some of these are way good. Yeah, I'm excited, actually. How about how about I hit you with this dowsing dagger? Dude, they, yeah, two for artifact equipment. When dowsing dagger enters the battlefield, target opponent creates two. Uh, zero two green plant creature tokens with defender. The equipped creature so two to equip it, and the okay. equipped creature gets a two plus one. Right. Okay. But whenever the equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, transform the dowsing dagger into the lost veil, a land which you can tap and add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. Look out, gilded lotus! People found an alternative. Yeah, it's like. There it is. That's so that's so cool to me, dude. I like I like that one a lot. No, right? I'm I'm actually a huge fan because it's kind of like up there with the what's her face, the animist, right? The oh, what is that card? You know, Nissa's animist sword thing that like tutors lands when when that's you, right. That's it's right. Kind of like that to me. So so I want I want I want to kind of like give some details about this one or or just point them out, I guess. To, yeah. To sort of. Establishes so it's two two converted mana cost to get it out. So turn two, you can cast this if you have it in your opening hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it brings out two bodies with it. Um, the equip cost is two, right? So on turn three, you can equip 
it to one of your, if you don't have something else, you can equip it to one of your plants and then it can go well, and the deal. plants go to your opponents. Oh, that's right. That's right. So it's kind of like, that's, I think I'm in a 1v1 that environment, right. that would be way harding. Like, way no, you're hard right. Ramp. You're right. But in commander, but it, regardless, like you, you should be able to get something out early, right? To put, equip this but Yeah, two. you go after somebody else. You go after you somebody your... else. You, yeah, like turn three, you should be able to turn this lost veil over into a land and you get your land play that turn, correct? Yeah, you do. So, so now you're on turn three. You've played three lands to this point. You've, right, you've, con- turned, the, you've turned this one over. Yeah, so you've tapped two to equip it. So you're pretty much netting. But by the time you're done with turn three, you have yeah, lands just... available that produce six mana for you. Right. So you get to turn four. You've got seven mana. Like It's good. And the Gilded Lotus is open to removal lot much more easily than this is. This is. Yeah, it's a land. So... I don't know, it's just, I, I'm excited about and it. And we have stuff like, I don't know, the Seder Wayfinder, the one that lets you untap a land. Oh, jeez, yeah. Like, Yoketown, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm actually excited for that. Okay, hey, get me an artifact, dude. I just got you a good one. No, uh, let's do the Primal Amulet. Ha, huh, dude, that one is for me. Read it. <laughs> so, four. Okay. Um, artifact, of course. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Hmm. That's that's juicy. Hmm. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, hmm. put a charge counter on Primal Amulet. Hmm. Ooh, that's a charge counter. Hmm. Uh, then, if there are four or more charge counters on it, you may remove those counters and transform it, and it becomes the Primal Wellspring. Ooh, what does that do? And so this one, you tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, when that mana is spent to cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for that copy. Yeah, dude, I'm way into this card. Just because you're using, like, it's not like, there's literally no additional cost. You just need to use that land yeah. in the cost for paying, for casting that spell, dude, I am, and it copies it. Yeah, like, I am way into this fucking card. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, right? So a lot of these cards... Like, we've gone, the ones that kind of, like, you you find the land, like those enchantments that we kind of went over that series. Right. You lose the original effect, right? Yeah. So, like, the equipment, you lose the equipment. No, boo-hoo, whatever. Take the Gilded Lotus and get the fuck out, right? Right. It's way better, right? But this one, you actually keep the effect, and it only gets better. Like, yeah, it lets you cap their one list to cast. But, but it now becomes it becomes the land, land that gives you that one becomes mana. one mana of any color, and you don't necessarily have to use that. So it becomes less limiting because it doesn't say you must use it to cast instance of sorcery spells. It just so happens that if you do, right, you're right. If you use it to cast and uh, cast, yeah, it, it turns your freaking instance of sorceries. <laughs> like it's dope. This land is. Are they both still alive? Uh, I don't know, man. Like if they are, they're... I mean, like if that's the case, like one of your copies is going to come out really sickly. And kind of like right, eyes got, sunken. This is way too cool to compare to those two. Okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. We were on like this thing about the early 90s with the plan before time and I was off on it. I, I don't want to go down this hole about the Olsen twins. I'm just like ready to go down okay, any on. rabbit hole you start. Yeah. Well, give me a new one. Andy. Okay. So another artifact would be. Um, oh, come on. Give me that. I just, I just had it. It's a vehicle, because I forgot to mention that we have vehicles. Oh, there are vehicles here, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, so... What the hell? Where the hell is it? It's the one... It trans... This one, like... (laughs) 
You talking about the Conqueror's Galleon? Yes, there we go. I'm sorry, because we're on this transforming kick, kick, and I think this thing is fucking awesome. The, the art on both of them is just way cool, too. So it's four for a vehicle artifact. When or Conqueror's Galleon... Um, it's a two ten. It's a two ten. That's so what's actually cool. Con- yeah, dude. So you might actually. I'm gonna. Put, I'm actually probably gonna put this in Ikran just because. <laughs> 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 when Conqueror's Galleon attacks, exile it at the end of combat. Um, so you still can connect, right? Yeah. Then return it to the battlefield, transformed under your under your control. It has it requires a crew of four, power four or greater. So yeah, I mean, you know, it it just doesn't even need to like. First, it doesn't even need to hit, right? Yeah, just when it attacks. It doesn't even connect, but then it's still allowed to connect. Right. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of funny. (laughs) But then it becomes the Conqueror's Foothold. So if you look at it, it looks eerily similar to something. So you can tap and add a diamond to your mana pool, so a colorless. Okay. Or you can pay two to tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Or you can pay four and tap to draw a card. Or you can pay six to tap and return target card from your graveyard to your hand yeah like getting to redo that over and over like that's a lot of mana to do it seven mana to return something from your graveyard to your hand but yeah dude that's awesome i like this card this is a good one because it just it's got it's i don't know i want to compare it to staff of domination i think a lot of people do that it doesn't have the ability to untap itself sure i don't know get that Seder wayfinder like untap it with somebody who can untap lands it's not that big of a deal if that's what you're looking for but the big thing is that last one the six of just recurring a card back to your hand yeah it's so hard to get that when you're not in green white or blue. oh yeah now you can just do it with with and where and then red and blue will do it but usually only for instance and sorceries Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so with something like i don't know like slow bad you know i need to i'm i'm literally using the codex shredder <laughs> like that's my like okay i need to fucking use this and it's a, it's a really good card for that deck right yeah but yeah. this card i don't know man I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty into this pretty into this card for sure the crew costs are pretty high so you, you kind of want a creature big enough to pilot it i guess but yeah it's it's yeah that plus part's... the art is beautiful it dude. is like, actually I really really I, good I consider looking getting prints for those for sure they're they're yeah. All right. Uh, but, you got one for me? Yeah, let me toss out another artifact. Damn so, Van- uh, Vanguisher's Banner. Um, five. Yeah. As Vanguisher's Banner enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Okay. Uh, whenever you cast a creature spell of the chosen type, draw a card. Yeah. So, yeah, all those tribal decks. Pretty good. Just take it. It's like a Caged Sun, but it doesn't give you more mana. It gives you cards, and it's not. I'm just mana's Caged Sun, isn't it? Six or seven? It's seven. Six. Yeah. It's, it's six. six. Yeah. So this one's like I don't know. Hook me up with more cards and a plus one, plus one for the tribe. I'm and there's some tribes that like don't have great card draw necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm thinking of some instances with with red with goblins, right? Like it's it's going to be a little hard in some some of your decks to to generate card draw this good, right? Sure. Uh, sure. Take it. So there's kind of like a weird tutory spell that flips again, right? Okay. So it's called the Thematic Compass. So two for an artifact, but you can pay three and tap it. Search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your library. But then it says, at the beginning of your end step, if you control seven or more lands, transform the Thematic Compass. Then it becomes the Spires of Orizaka. So you can... 
it's a land where you can tap and add colors to your mana pool, but the other one, this one's pretty weird. You could tap and it says untap attacking creature and opponent controls and remove it from combat. Whoa, cool. Yeah, so it's a maze of Ith. Yeah, that's dope. It's a maze of Ith that actually produces you mana. Yeah. Which I know you'd never do that. Yeah, right, you, you want to keep that right, so you can you shape your battle. And then the other thing is that I would compare it to the other side is the is the Journeyer's Kite. So the Journeyer's Kite is, I think at one point, non-green decks were using the Journeyer's Kite, and then they realized like how shit it was. So it was <laughs> two, three, tap, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, and put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. So it's, it's identical to that in every way. It's just, that's it. It's the same damn card with the addition of, hey, when you get to seven mana, you get a Maze of it. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I don't know. Maze of right? is a pretty pricey card. I, they, I I like I like this. I like this that you card. can get abilities that like you don't. Yeah. So for things where you're not having a lot of creatures to block, you know what I mean. Like this is this. I I actually dig this because it gets you gets you land right, and then when things start to get serious around the seven mana spot, you get a maze of it. Are you going to be tutoring more land after seven mana? Like what do you what do you need at this point? No, that's true. Right. So that's once true. you get to seven mana, you probably won't be blowing mana. On this anyway. That's the thing about the Journeyer's Kite is like once you got to seven mana, or not seven mana, but even anywhere up there in the mana ranges, you didn't want to waste three a turn just to get another ba- another basic into your hand. No, yeah? it's, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I, there's this part of me that would kind of, that's kind of looking at it thinking like, could, you, could this go into Erebos where... Hell yeah, it could, because you want a lot of blockers. Well, yeah, no, you know, the, and but... And you want more swamps. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I want more swamps, and right. I'm usually passing turns for, for a little while and doing stuff during other people's turns. Right. So I can decide, do I need to draw a card? Do I need to get myself a swamp? Yeah, I like I like this card. Uh, I like this card. I like these artifacts a lot. I like that they become lands. I like, I like them. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's thematically awesome... Uh, and yeah, I think they're just, they're just really cool. Let me th- let me throw it out here as a question, okay. Andy. Um, the Sentinel Totem. So it's just one mana for an artifact. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you scry one, mm-hmm. and then you can tap it and exile the Sentinel Totem and exile all cards from all graveyards. I don't know. Do you want another relic of progenitus? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you need additional ways to just nuke yards? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, or Crook of Condemnation. That was kind of something similar to that. It came out just barely in the last set, but it was it was like an objectively worse um, graveyard hate compared to Relic Progenitus. Yeah, like yeah. There's, so there's 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 good things out there that already do this. Do you need more of it? Okay, here's another option. I guess. Yeah, I guess graveyard hate was needed in 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 standard i think people were saying like it needed to happen there was a lot of graveyard graveyardy kind of stuff going on gotcha here's their answer okay I, I i think that's what that is is my guess as to why that's showing up here um for us in commanderville we have better options and then in, for us in our meta we kind of have to take what we can get as far as graveyard hate goes i like it because it it's symmetrical everyone loses their yard including you yeah because i think you there's know? a lot of them where you're kind of targeting somebody and and doing it, and yeah. in this case, it's just everyone. So they're reprinting the check, the check lands too. We I'm, get, I'm actually super pumped for that. Yeah, me too. They're 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 a good option. I think they're better. The fewer colors you have, yeah. I mean, so like know. if you're doing a two color deck, like if you're doing Rakdos, and then throw a Dragon Skull Summon in because you're gonna you're going to meet its requirement most of the time, right? Um, three color decks, even I'm I'm inclined. Yeah, there's unclaimed territory. There's unclaimed territory enters the battlefield. 
choose a creature type. So you can add colors to your pool, but you can add one to mana of any color to your mana pool and spend this type to cre- choose a creature spell of your type. So yeah, that too. Yeah, I meant like there's doesn't a, come in tapped. It's a tribal up. land that that doesn't come in tapped. Yeah, it's yeah. a tribal land that doesn't come in tapped. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for this set, man. Yeah, I was gonna say like, what's your overall take on the set? So, I think commander wise, like legends, we got Gishath and then Beckett and then the other the other Tishana and then I guess Vana Butcher of Magan, but I don't know why you do that with with what's his face around yeah with Eilie and then like and if Karloff. you're trying to, and Karlov and if you're going to do vampire tribal like you should be doing what's his boat yeah Edgar's um, for sure so yeah I think what I'm really excited about is the artifacts those are those are really cool um I'm really I don't know I'm now really into that firebird card man I'm thinking like I want to try like, that can out. I use that yeah, I just want to try it like I don't know it's it's kind of going to be a dead turn probably you know yeah but once up there like with a big battle cruiser deck I'm, I'm really into that um that star of extinction i want to cast that once and then realize would, maybe it's a little too much mana but yeah, hey, i want to i want to kill some dinosaurs yeah what are you excited to cast man what, what do you, um, you want to cast out of this yeah i don't like so, what am i excited to cast i don't know i think what, what i feel like i'm i'm really pumped for is just seeing um a lot of stuff that can just go into decks, like in generally, like there's a lot of good things, but I think the one that I'm really honestly super excited about is putting growing rights of, uh, Itlamok and, and Reese. Try to get yourself some yoked mana. Yeah. Like getting a lot of mana and then yoke off some mana. for um, sure. And then that dagger as well. I just, yeah, that dagger is pretty that hot. dowsing dagger. I just it's pretty hot. Like I'm probably going to be ordering several of those. Probably a good it, idea. Cause it just, I'm going to like, Tell me a deck you wouldn't want to use that in. Like, right. No, I mean, it's it's great. It's two mana. Like, Gilded Lotus is five mana. It's five mana and... Yeah. Like... It's a good card. What is, what is, what is one of your... Like, one of the more disappointing moments you experience when... When your Gilded Lotus is destroyed? <laughs> that sucks. It just... You... Because you've been playing... Like, especially if you've had it for several turns, you've been playing well advanced of where now you can play mm-hmm. when it's gone it's depressing like yeah, having the lost it's, veil yeah it's, it sets you back it'll be harder for people to remove it and in our meta it's a legal target like you can you can remove it i like right? i'm not really i i think i think the thing that i am really impressed with about this is is wizards connection to other product you know they did this tribal thing with Commander 2017, they did it early. And this is the 2013 expansion. Yeah. That you can use for standard if you want. And sealed and, and <laughs> draft. Yeah. The, yeah. It's but the, really, it's the, it's the 2017 expansion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just, like, it's it's actually pretty, pretty rad. I think that they kind of created this high. They've got people riding it. They give people fodder for it. They give people outside things. They give dinosaurs and pirates and merfolk that weren't in Commander 2017. I don't know. I like. I want to get my hands on several of these things and just plop them into decks. Like, like you said, I don't think they have anything like that. I'm really into as far as the legends go. That I'm like, yeah, I need to build a new commander out of that. Uh, but it makes my decks better. I think a lot of my decks are getting better because of Ixalan. Dude, finally, man. Finally, we get a sequel to The Little Mermaid 
Finally, we get our 14th sequel to Land Before Time. <laughs> Finally, dude, we get our sixth Pirates of the Caribbean sequel <laughs> that we needed, dude. Right? Right. Finally, we get our sequel to... How many Twilights have no, there no, 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 no. <laughs> All rolled into one! <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. Big thanks to the artist Home for letting us use his music. The song this episode is Resonance from the album Odyssey. We'll post a link to his music in our episode notes. Be sure to support him. We're really grateful to this dude. Also, we're on Twitter. Shout at us at legend underscore creature. Tell us how you're using your new Ixalan cards. Until next time, take it easy.